You like that? You see the date? Could this happen? Must be Nazis or something. Must be. Nice neighborhood. Was it full of women and children? Damn, it'd be the same if somebody set it on fire. There we go. That's better. I'll just. All just happened in a vacuum, guys. Once upon a time for no reason. <laughs> What's going on? Anything, uh, anything happened this weekend? Uh, how was everybody's Thanksgiving? Pretty, pretty typical, you know? Did you have some, uh, spend some time with your loved ones, eat some turkey, uh, you know, watch World War III unfold on TV? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Something. Something, maybe. Went for a walk, you know. Normal stuff. <laughs> Whoo! Where do we, uh... Oh, yeah, sorry I'm a little bit late on this one. Uh, there's a lot to... Un- <laughs> Not a lot to unpack, a lot to pack in. There's a lot of information to pack in uh, to people that probably have never heard or seen or are completely oblivious to all of it and uh, that's because of the monopoly on information that we live under and in a regime of global criminals that don't allow you to hear or see or read uh, or find anything true uh, without a fight and you're going to have to go dig and you know you're going to pay a price for it especially if you repeat it out loud then you're going to be targeted and dealt with and so on and that's how you know it's uh, there's definitely nothing there you know, we all, we can all, I mean, at this point, most people, especially in the so-called, you know, whatever word you want to use, the over 50 crowd, call it the freedom movement. <laughs> Other people could say the resistance, whatever. We're, we're, we seem to be, we seem to be in a world, we are, but, you know, I can't prove it with a, with a, uh, you know, a single sheet of paper. So, you know, we have to say allegedly, but we live in a world where really, really bad people are in charge. Obviously, um, just, I mean, it just, just one, one thought someone had the other night I was listening to, uh, another guy, you know, Devin Stack, Black Build, his channel, great, great stuff he does over there. He said he was, um, kind of ruminating over this and I have something I've thought uh, often as well. Where would we be right now? We spent. I don't know, tens of trillions of dollars collectively, you know, the Western world, and not the United States, Canada, Germany, Spain, Italy, France, United Kingdom, Australia, all of us uh, in the English-speaking world have spent <laughs> how much money on missiles and bombers and drones and sanctions and equipment and tanks and pensions and, you know, funeral costs and not and to say nothing of the millions of people that we've killed along the way can you imagine that amount of effort and tax money and toiling and struggle instead being poured into this destructive crusade 
for our slave masters. It's if instead we used it for I don't know curing diseases, building infrastructure, hospitals, better law enforcement, better education, better all the things that we fucking complain we don't have enough of. All of the things that we have problems with. All of the things that everybody can't seem to figure out or understand. Why do, why why can't we have roads that don't have holes in them. Why, why are there? Why are we still dealing with forest fire? Like, are, we seriously can't get a handle on these kinds of things. Well, there's not enough money, you see. We don't have enough money for the homeless. We can't stop the fentanyl crisis. There's just not enough cops. We don't have it. We're cut money from the military. We cut, 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 cut. But anytime a whole whack of people need to die because a bunch of rich assholes said so, buddy, get the checkbook out. It's Christmas time. It really doesn't matter. It disguises the limit because, you know, we have to slava or whatever kind of moral bullshit argument that they posit to you at the time where if you don't go along with this, you're some kind of a bad person. I said a nightmare there for a second when I was muted this whole time. Fortunately, that wasn't the case. <laughs> they guilt you into everything. Everything's done by, by guilt. You, you have to do it or, or you're this or you're that or you're a phobe or you're with us or you're with the terrorists. It's been this way my entire life. It's very obvious. It's it's how it is. It's not how it was once. It's how it's done. It's how it's played. That's like noticing now. Did you ever notice that hockey is played on ice? Uh yeah. Yeah, that's how it's always been. That's part of that's part of it. That's a very key integral part of it. Just like how all of these wars built on lies happen time and time and time and time and time again. And there is a single thread a single point of interest that seems to just be at the center of uh, so many horrible things so much death misery chaos pointless that no one can really make sense of lies cover-ups killings murders genocide starvation millions of kids dead and every single time right there reliably at the center like a nightlight that protects you in the dark is zionism every time And they will do the world's greatest mental gymnastics to justify this. There is no... I mean, you could probably fill the Mediterranean Sea with the blood that they've spilled over this cult. They won't show it to you. I promise you it exists. I've seen it. It's all on the internet. If you know where to look for it, try Telegram. It's a good start. It's very uncensored, pretty wide open. Uh, But this has been going on for quite a while. And and these people want to act like this just all happened in a vacuum. See, once upon a time, I'm going to do my best here. <laughs> I am not an expert on this situation or this particular uh, region, uh, but I will definitely spank the bottom red of any Jane citizen that thinks she, she know, you know, the average person out there that thinks they know what they're talking about, because that's definitely not the case, so for sure it isn't. Um, but there are definitely people I can point you to if you're interested. Ryan Dawson is a great resource. Adam Green is another one. EMJ. There's people all over the place um, that can break this down for you in much, much, much autistic level detail <laughs> if, if that interests you uh, there's tons of black pills another guy there's so many it, it, it's just out there it's in the alt media world and the you know the gatekeepers that exist out there like Peter Stein and the rest of the warmongering psychopaths that demand genocide and the mass murder of children as soon as the minute they get triggered and their delicate sensibilities are offended uh, will will prevent you from looking at or seeing or they'll say all kind they'll say the isms and the name calling Nazis white supremacists bigots racist phobes isms misogyny words that haven't even been invented yet they'll they'll probably already they're probably hard at work in Ben Shapiro's you know uh, chicken hawk factory trying to come geez we just need more names to call people. There's just not enough death. 
I mean, there should be bloody children every minute of the day. Like, he's out there calling for genocide. Laura Loomer's like, kill everybody! They've just lost their fucking minds. Or they're, or they're on the take. Either way, I mean, they're definitely on the take, whether they're being actually paid or they're just very enthusiastic about their ownership. Uh, is hard to say. Regardless, doesn't change uh, doesn't change the facts. Well, like I said, I'll I'll try my best uh, to get through. There's a lot here. I don't want to take too many <laughs> side rambling pauses because uh, my desktop, as you can see, is uh, she busy, <laughs> and that's just the videos slide. You know, sli Next slide, I'm going to do a PowerPoint presentation. Where's all the army guys? Sit up front and fall so the people in the back won't know that you're sleeping. <laughs> Next slide. <laughs> But I did uh, start with that intro video. That was from 2021. That was Gaza in 2021. Those were residential buildings being leveled by Israeli airstrikes, killed hundreds and hundreds of people, most of them children. I think 30, to the figures vary. We don't know. Uh, Gaza is about, uh, I think, 50 square miles, if I'm not uh, mistaken. And there's about 2 million people living in there on top of each other in this tiny little sliver uh, of land. They have very specific living arrangements. Uh, at gunpoint, uh, by the way. So this is kind of the representation of it here. Uh, you have the north area, uh, uh, the wall here, and then you've got Rafah down here. This is the Egyptian border, up here the north border. And then all of this is fenced off. This is a giant fence, you know, wall, the thing you're not allowed to have because it's racist. There's a giant wall here manned by snipers, machine guns, robots, drones, satellites, mines, you know, things that can detect and shoot squirrels if they have to, if anything gets too close to the wall. So that there's all of that. And uh, so, again, walled off to the north, to the, uh, to the um, uh, east and to the south, and to the west is, well, you know, the ocean. <laughs> and uh, you're only allowed six nautical miles from shore, which has been enforced by the Israeli Navy since 2019, and uh, 12 nautical miles over here, closer to the Egyptian border. So you're not even allowed to... Just going fishing is at, is at, is at gunpoint threat. Um, many times, these are the various crossings here, many times they've actually been denied. Uh, Red Cross vessels have been attacked, trying to deliver aid to these people in this very stretch of water by, guess who, the Israeli Defense Force. Because, you know, good stuff. They were denied... Um, building materials, concrete, bricks to even you know rebuild any of this shit. Uh, it looks it looks like a destroyed city from World War II. This isn't late. This isn't new. Uh, it's been less way for quite a long time. So seventy years of a conflict that you're seeing play, probably longer technically if you really want to get crazy with it. But since uh, since 1947, this has been a bloodbath war zone of conquest, genocide, and ethnic cleansing. And now because people saw some scary st once again, once again, uh, they've learned nothing. They've learned nothing. The boomer waffen. Um, the the young people, everybody across the board, all all the so called you know, I'm fucking red pill, bro. I know all. Of oh, really? Because I just watched all of you motherfuckers see. Uh, oh, you saw some dead people on TV. Yeah, you saw some stuff on fire. Ooh, you saw some scrolling. You saw some scroll all caps and scrolling, just like mine. You know, it's real scary, right? There was ominous tones, and there was experts that said things. And you know what you did? Or, 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 or. Just just like always. Just like always. Just roll right into the next one. Huh? <laughs> oh, but it's different this time because the chosen people are involved. That's a whole other aspect. What kind of cult? I mean, if you're going to start a cult, guys, pretty a pretty good move is to declare that God himself has chosen you personally to be in charge of all the other people on earth. So, you know, as a 
apparently, as a I'm apparently a white I'm the I'm the white supremacist in Canada. So I guess what we're going to do is um, I guess we just that's a, is that a cheat code that we can use? We'll just say God. Well, no, God told us. God told me specifically on a mountain one day that uh, white people are king of the world and everyone must kneel to our wishes and we're going to be shepherds and. You know, and we're going to have 2,800 slaves of non-whites per each white person to manage our affairs, plow our fields, and so on. It's all in the prophecies, guys. It's all in the prophecies. Don't get mad at me. I'm not a white supremacist. It's just, it's God. Like, take it up with him, buddy. Mwah! You know, I and that works on people, if you can believe that. They go, well, I mean, it's in a book. It's in a book I saw sometime that was probably edited a hundred times by various men throughout history to retain control or gain power. It's in a book I read. It's in a book there. It's special. God said. God said. So we have to kill all the kill everybody. Right? How are they today? Well, this this was last night. This is a downtown residential neighborhood and again, the Gaza Strip, highly uh, densely populated. 2 million people living in 50 square miles as you've seen, nowhere to go and they're like this is the news, right? Evacuate. They have to evacuate and we're going I think they're going in tonight, um which would be uh, late late tonight, probably in 4 or 5 hours. It's daytime there now, or maybe it's already happened. Uh, anyway, <laughs> but time change is not. I think they're about eight hours ahead, seven hours ahead. I'm not sure. Um, but the ground invasion of Gaza is going to happen, it looks like. And I think that's probably a terrible tactical mistake. I think you're, anyway. This is a uh, city now. They have to evacuate and just, I don't know, swim in the ocean six nautical miles. Or you could go to your friend's house in that apartment building that's on fire. Or maybe over there that's on fire. Or, I don't know, some of these places it's on fire. Just just go somewhere else that's on fire if the fire you're in isn't good enough. If the fire that you're in is too hot, go to a different fire. Go to a different white phosphorus fire. Uh, illegal. And, which they do consistently. Uh, and, and maybe that fire is a, a little bit better. Um... There's a lot. I'm gonna I gotta check these quick uh, check these chats quick, and then I'm just gonna try to. We gotta go back to the beginning because none of this makes any sense if you don't at least have a general understanding of what's even going on here. And I'm saying that as someone who knows because that's what I went through when I went. What in the fuck is even going on over here? And it doesn't make any sense. And why do we care? And why are we sending money and so on and so forth? And then when you look into it, you're gonna go, Ah, oh, this makes sense. I understand now. They don't tell you that. Why? Because they don't want you to understand from a human perspective what's going on. They just want you to listen to the propaganda and the emotional programming. Slava the current thing and kill who they tell you to kill and bury who they tell you to bury and shut up and go home. Uh, that's how it works. I lived that life. I was part of that gangster regime. And uh, now I'm telling you <laughs> how it works. Uh, it's, it's pretty gross and pretty sick. <clears throat> All right, let's. Uh, I'm gonna go through entropy, rumble, and uh, Odyssey, and I think that's it. I don't think I have uh, chats enabled anywhere else. There is uh, other platforms and so on. I will also take a minute to say as well. Make sure you subscribe to the Telegram channel. You can find it. There's a link on the website, ragingdistant.com, and uh, you can. I don't know if I'm. I mean, Twitter seems like you're allowed to talk there again. I don't. I don't know. You can follow me on Twitter as well, uh, because if you're listening to this after the fact, on. Um, on any of the you know uh, podcast providing platforms, it's probably going to get axed in any time after November. I would say we're on the on the chopping block because of the new CRTC rules that Canada has put in. They can pressure these big companies to cut who they want them to, and 
Let's uh, considering it was called the anti-hate bill originally when it when a lot of this stuff was written um, by the people that specifically came after me, and it, I, I have a feeling I'm I'm probably not going to survive that purge. <laughs> but uh, there's lots of other alternative platforms that we still be on. It's gonna it's not going to affect me that much, except for probably you guys. Uh, that just listen to the audio, so you're going to have to go there um, and or subscribe to the Substack or something. And I could upload the MP3s there. I could put them on Telegram. I'll put them on the website. I can I can put them all kinds of places. It's just the podcast subscription service is just the easiest and most convenient. Um, there's always ways around things, so that's all that's going to happen to me. And as for everybody that's like only has a YouTube channel and all of that stuff, and uh, is like, oh, gotta get the libs out. Like, yeah, you're totally vulnerable. They're going to take you out, and uh, that's it. That's it. You're gonna. That's what you get for playing by the rules. So, all right. I'm gonna go through some of these doings. Thank you very much, brother. T Money says there's five new viral dancing TikTok trends to support Israel during this conflict. Google dancing Israelis to find out more. You should. Uh, it's a great dance team. They dance real hard. Sometimes buildings even fall down. They dance that hard. It, you know, they just they really stop. They really rattle the ra- they really rattle the ground. They bring the house down. Literally, they're that good of a dancer. Sean of the Dead says excited for this one. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I get my lawyers are probably watching this right now with like one eye open. Like, please God, please God, no. <laughs> Watch if my career's over. <laughs> Cam- <laughs> You're lucky I don't I'm not drinking. <laughs> Canvas Key says this is good. The Middle East was way too quiet and peaceful until this weekend anyway. Exactly. Nothing was going on. I got something in my eye now. Oh. And yeah, I, I think I am. I'm gonna I'm going to grow this out for a little bit. I'm having some serious issues with these uh, ingrown hairs and stuff. I just, my skin is fucked up. So I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her rick, let her rick, let her rip for a couple of weeks. Uh, Paris has just watched a clip from Dawson stream. Do we have a problem pronouncing Ikea, makers of quality furniture? Apparently it's Ikea. Pear, I think is Swedish as well. Is it Ikea? Ikea? I don't know. I wasn't doing it on purpose, you know, but I, I, like I said, Sweden, when you get your, your, you know, cities under control and wrestle the control back from them from Iraqi gangsters. You can, you can then tell me. I, then I will r- respectfully pronounce the name of your store correctly. Until then, it's Iker. It's Iker. I'm calling it Iker now. I'm adding an R where there isn't one for no reason. <laughs> because that's how I'm. That's just as an added incentive for you guys to get get your shit together. Oh, I can't believe he's calling it that. I am so offended. Wallbanger says the promises made to Israel by God have all been fulfilled long and ever ago before the destruction of the second temple. They are liars. <sighs> like, here's my thing on religion and, and, and that uh, kind of stuff. I think you're entitled. You, listen, whatever helps you get through life, whatever you want to believe in, whatever feels right to you, whatever you uh, identify with or what you, you know, that's that's up to you, man. I don't, I don't think anybody has a right to enforce that or police that. That's a very personal human thing that can't really even be defined in words or, or anything like that. So to, to say that uh, we're going to make rules about that is, is kind of insane. Um, that being said, you don't then get to go take your, I don't care how many people you got, a billion with your relig- whatever religion you've got. I mean, Scientology is a religion. We're going to give them a country and let them run people over because Lord Zenu says he needs the fucking access to the Mediterranean Sea, so sorry, Portugal, you're all out of here now. Tom Cruise and the Scientologists are taking over Lisbon. Lisbon is now the home of Scientology. God said so. L. Ron Hubbard said so. And we also are, we need to steal nuclear weapons. <laughs> so, uh, you know, 
that's fine. Right? You you don't get to then use your 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 supposed to be deeply personal, you know, as a people tribe down to an individual connection with your ideas of the creator and all that. No, you you don't get to use that as a shield to fucking do conquests and mass murder and genocide people. That's fucking crazy talk for psychopaths, okay? You're never going to convince me otherwise of that because I'm right and you're wrong. I don't care what your magic book says because I know what my heart tells me when I see, you know, little kids getting set on fire because that too I have witnessed with my own eyes in real life in real time fucking 30, 40, 50 feet in front of me. And when I see that and I go, why did this have to happen? Oh, well, somebody... It says it says here in this fucking book from five thousand years ago. Yeah, you can shove that right up your ass. Okay, I don't I don't care what your book says. That's not a that's not an answer. That's not a reason. That's not justification. Is that going to hold up in court? We're supposed to be a nation of of uh, you know people of reason and logic. Can I go to court? Why did you do these horrible things? God told me to. It's in a book. Some I I can't be held responsible for voices in my head. I can't, you know? Huh. All right. So, you know, this this whole, and, and as far as that goes, right, like I said, I get along with the Christians. I, You know, I like them. I have a lot of, you know, respect for some of them, and, we, you know, we get along quite well. But when it comes to this, if they're of that breed, the new kind, the Schofield Bible kind, the kind that say, oh, they're chosen people. We have to throw our own children on the fires of death to protect the chosen special. Does is that sound, what kind of God are you worshiping exactly? I don't remember that. Did Jesus say that in any, you know? These people over here are special, okay? They're my actual, like, these are my homies. You're all just kind of here to service them. So if you could go ahead and back them up whenever they say, that'd be awesome. Is that That's your God, is it? That's your God that says these people are special, but these people are not. Yeah, your God is evil and crazy. If that's your God, fuck your God, okay? Tell your God to come fight me because he's fucking stupid. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. And, like, I would, if that is God, I don't want to live in that kind of existence. I feel like that's a shit test. Why would I even have such a thing as a conscience if you have a God that's, like, that kind of way? So this is what I want. It's like, are you, is this, are you testing me? Because absolutely fuck you. These are crazy things to say and do. With no justification at all. This is like, what year? What year are we in? You know, this isn't the. This isn't 1466. Oh, the Lord has declared that this holy land must be, you know, burned and shut up. Get out of here. Go. No, you didn't take your fucking meds, schizo. We're not. <laughs> I'm. I'm doing it. I'm doing. I'm rambling too much. I gotta relax. We got a lot. I got a lot to talk about, and it's only. You know, I've, I've wasted enough time already. Uh, Space Gang says there's a B-2 bomber seen flying over Gaza. I don't know. Again, there's a lot of misinformation go out there, and people just like clicks. They lo- There's a lot of people that you can just find a video of something, po- you know, make it look like something else, and you're psh, gone. 500,000 views, millions of views, before every people go, this is from five years ago. That, that footage of Gaza I just showed you, for example, I could have repackaged that, put that on my Twitter, and said, look what they did today. It would have had hundreds of thousands of views probably before somebody went, wait, I've seen this footage. This is from 2021. So there's tons of shit like that flying around. Um, there's, there's military disinformation operation taking place to make you think the wrong thing on... Pre- it's a it's a minefield. So just because you see it on the internet doesn't mean that it's true, and you have to really be careful, especially with wartime stuff, uh, because that's when legitimate you know these people are so schizophrenically paranoid of feds and oh feds. This is the time, and these are the issues that feds literally do dump 
massive fortunes of money into making you think the wrong thing. So be very, very careful of what you see on the internet. Uh, Paris says it was it was a fun bit. I saw 10 minutes before the stream began. Uh, Swedish people don't care about pronunciation. Dawson is wrong about that. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. I'm still calling it Iker. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? Uh, Jaded Mandarin is very thankful for our Diagon community. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much for the support, man. I appreciate it. You've been uh, a heavy hitter for a long time. I, I appreciate it. I'm so far behind these. Rumble needs a better system. I don't like that. They need to stay longer, so I have to scroll. Uh, Aiden Daniels says, is your opinion, was there sabotage? Hamas outmarted the CIA, Mossad, and the IDF. I find that very unlikely. Um, I'll probably get to that. But I, <laughs> the IDF, that, that border wall, they have moles, agents, spies, people under threat of death, people with their children held hostage in Israeli prisons. They have every manner of spying technology you can imagine. Uh, every cell phone's being tracked and traced and tapped and every, like fucking everything, dude. I'm telling you, birds that fly, like they, they've got radar on everything. So the idea that this went off without a hitch, I, I find that incredibly difficult to believe. And there is, uh, Egypt has said that they, no, we did warn them. Uh, we told them repeatedly something is about to happen and they were ignored just like in, just like 9-11. Many people warned the United States that, hey, I think some fuckery is about to go down and they went, I oh, don't worry about it. Did they want it to happen? It's hard to say. It, it I, you know, it, it feels like the, the, the first knee-jerk instinct is, oh, well, yeah, the Israelis are kind of egging this on and let it happen so that they can have the excuse to then f- complete the genocide and conquest of Palestine, which I'll, you know, explain. Although, they aren't stupid either, okay? Um, <laughs> just because they're, you know, Muslims from the Arab world and they live in, you know, destroyed civilizations with no shoes and throw rocks at tanks and all these kinds of things, they're not stupid, Okay, Uh, they're not all retarded over there and they've done some crafty things in the past. So they've had a lot of time to arm up. A lot of weapons have gone. Seventy five percent of the stuff donated to Ukraine never made it to Ukraine, guys. Where is it? Where'd it go? Is it in Iran? Is it in Iraq? Is it in Syria? Is it in Egypt? Is it all in all these places? What the fuck is actually going on here? Nobody's asking these questions. Uh, (laughs) And uh, they've, you know, probably that place is probably uh, why they launched the attack. Remember, right? They started this. They, at least this particular iteration of combat, they they launched the attack, knowing full well what the Israeli response is going to be. If it were me, I'd be very hesitant about just going guns ablazing in there because I feel like that's exactly what they want them to do. And uh, there has been a lot of interesting things happening behind the scenes regarding Iran, China, Russia. That make me really worried about this. And I think uh, sending the United States has sent the USS Gerald Ford to the Mediterranean, which will be in range of hypersonic missiles, which are now in the possession of Russia and China, probably Iran. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a history of Israelis going to war, a U.S. boat showing up, and then things getting out of control real fast. I'll just say that. Uh, Uncle Kenny says, my jab injured friend's first rage cast r- right now. Oh, boy. Well, this probably won't be a typical <laughs> uh, evening. Uh, this is going to be pretty topic-specific than usual, but um, I almost don't like it because it's like I have to actually go find a bunch of stuff now and put it in order and think about it. And, uh, I like it better when I can just go completely off of outrage <laughs> because of how stupid this country is. Um, 
But, you know, I'm sure there'll be some of that anyway. <laughs> uh, GB Max says, we need that hope that caused the vision to strive for, to push for. It's great to know where you are. We need to know where we're going. Well, you need to know where you've been to know where you are so then you can decide where to go. And that's why they hide history from people. They hide your your culture, your tribes, your all of this stuff. They don't want you to know anything about anything. And just be a good little consumer. Just, you know, buy the buy the things and pay the taxes and make the stuff and keep the you keep the farm going. That's all you're really supposed to do. Um, he also says two morale or moral questions. How do you kill other people's children knowing they'll kill you but are misguided and have the wrong info? What's your speech to the man on the boat, Normandy? <laughs> Uh, well, I wasn't there in Normandy, and it probably would have been pretty typical. Uh, thankfully, I don't have a time machine, because it would be a lot different <laughs> in in retrospect. Uh, all right, all caught up there, and a couple... Oh, yeah, I gotta go this way. Uh, Ryan says, Palestine is a sovereign nation, and if they want to go to war with another country, then that's their business, right? Uh, they're not terrorists, they're militia, military, right? That's uh, Hamas was elected, right? That That's their leadership. That's who they've chosen to represent them. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get, I got, I got to get through the history of this stuff first before any of this makes any sense. Otherwise I'm just talking, people are like, uh, eyes glaze over. I don't know what's happening. Right. Um, he says Hezbollah in Lebanon is a political party that won elections and Lebanon is a sovereign, not a terrorist. Again, yes. Another country, which is already exchanging fire with Israel deaths on both sides. So Israel's now fighting with Lebanon just in case you didn't catch that. Uh, and he says, same for Iran, Iraq, Syria. Right. You ever notice how every Muslim country we go to invade and destroy, whoever it is we're fighting, well, they're just terrorists? It's a lot of terrorists. So are you saying the entire Islamic religion and faith is one of terrorism? Or maybe maybe people just don't like being invaded. Maybe that's, maybe that's a big problem. Uh, he says, also, you notice how they were running the stories about the names of victims, saying they are American, German, etc. The one pretty girl at the rave, they only mentioned she's German. Right. Uh, but people found her Instagram, and she was showing off at the airport, flashing her Israeli passport. I think she was probably an Israeli German. Um, like, there's a lot of dual citizenship. I've got a nice little part of that to go over as well. And they, when it suits them, they'll lean on German identity, American identity, because they want your sympathy. They want your support. Um, if they're playing the other card, then they'll wave the Israeli, you know, Jewish passport around all day long. It really depends on what's convenient for them at the time. It's really sick what they do, especially with dead people. It's... Um, and he finishes with uh, Revelation 3.9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Uh, it's right there in their own book, quite specific, too. Well, that's actually, uh, that's is that, in, is that in the Old Testament or is that in the New Testament? Revelation is in what, which? Because that's the Christian Bible or the Torah of the Old Testament. If, you, if they're Jewish, they don't, the, the, the Talmud is, is more what governs their affairs. And that's a, that's a cult. That's a Babylonian Talmud. That book is very old and it's not even a book. It's, it's like 20, 30, I, I don't know how many volumes. It's like over 20, I think hundreds of different authors, all of these different, uh, rabbis and teachers and so on over the years. And it's, uh, it's pretty fucked up. It's pretty fucked up. What's in there. Um, night nation review says my vote is just that was stay the hell out of it. It's not our fight. In the United States, Canada, Australia, Europe, getting sucked in was just a massive liability towards causing World War III. I think it's on. I think we're going into it now. Um, I really, I don't like what I'm seeing, and it's just all the pieces are there. Maybe somebody pulls the plug at the last minute, but it's like it's like a really big machine started to fire up in the 2000s. It got going at 9/11. It picked up speed in 2010. It really got going towards you know the latter half of the 2010s 2015 16 17 
Uh, these little fires that they've started have started to spread and, and, and get out of control. Iran, or uh, rather, so they've, they've made n- numerous attempts in Iran. I'll get to that as well. Wesley Clark laid this out in 2002, one, one or two, way, way back. Um, and uh, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. What did I just read? I lost my train of thought entirely, but uh, there's a lot. There's, there's too much to get. I can't waste time. It's too much. Um, yeah, so I think, I think we're going to, the machine is big and, you know, the, the Ukraine coup in 2014 and now, the, now we're in a war with Russia. It's a proxy war, but we're in it we're dumping our money, supplies, treasure, and weapons and we're losing. The Russian soldiers being killed or feel very personal about it, as do the Russian people. They know they're at war with us. Our people don't have any fucking clue. The Russian military... Who in the... Oh, there's always somebody that calls me in the middle of something. The Russian military... Now I don't know who that was. That always drives me nuts. Like, what? Why? What now? What? what did something happen? Now I better check my... <laughs> I don't think so. I don't have any... I don't have any pressing, no, no messages, no anything. It was probably unrelated. Let's hope. Uh, maybe that's my draft notice. Sorry. Sorry, can't do it. Ineligible. <laughs> oh, for fuck. I'm not answering. I don't know who's calling me, but I'm not doing it. I don't want to answer it. It's a Saskatchewan number. Who's calling me from Saskatchewan? Oh, this always happens. Nobody I know, anyway. Nobody I know. Uh, let's see. Where the hell was I? Let's just get let's just get it over with. <laughs> Hamasbalah. <laughs> this guy's combined them. He's just he's a supercell. Because it's like the world is just trying to keep it interesting. I mean, can you believe how well the Jays are doing? I are they? I don't even care. I'm still uh, very proud of our Canadian born sports people. It'll be a good one. Oh yes. Oh that, now there's what was that? Did you see that thing just fly in here? I'm being fucked with by all manner of strange phone calls, flying insects. What's now? What's going to happen now? There's going to be a snake fucking slither up my back here at some point. <laughs> Godzilla says, for those among your viewers who do not yet know, Jackson Hinkle's excellent YouTube channel was permanently banned today. I don't know who that is. He says, to quote the Greek dramatist, woof, there's a first, uh, there's a hard name, Aeschylus, Aeschylus, I don't know how to say that one. The first casualty of war is the truth. I've heard that quote, though, many times. That's true. Die! I gotcha. Gotcha, mosquito. What happened in Waco says World War III is moving along smoothly. If shit pops off in the Balkans, as it may, a whole other theater people aren't aware of. The Balkans are ready to pop again. The Russians are involved in that one. It's it's everywhere, man. It's just the, the lid's coming off this. I, I really think so. Uh, he said there will be a near continuous front spanning from Russia to Egypt, save only Turkey and Romania. We'll see. Uh, we must keep fighting for peace. I have a baby coming in the spring. I, if you're in North America, that's probably your best place to be. Honestly, if it was here or Europe, is not going to be a good place to be, man. I think that place is going to get absolutely run over. Uh, App Perception says, uh, I'm here for the show. I'm looking forward to the history lesson last time they took them all on. It was a six-day war. Do you think they could pull it off inside of a week again? No, not this time. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some strange things afoot this time that aren't, aren't quite the same, but we'll see. And uh, Spunkbutt says, can you do Jesse Ventura about the Liberty? I'll try. I want my boat back. Turn it around. I told them not to go. I would never have committed it. Who the hell couldn't see a giant 
American flag in the middle of the day. No clouds at all. Everything was perfect. And they torpedoed it anyway. They knew what they were doing. Chucky's extremist circus says the Israelis will start dropping gallon gallon buckets of Mike's hard mayonnaise <laughs> instead of bombs. Yeah. This is first super chat ever. Justin Charles on Facebook and YouTube. Don't don't dox yourself. Now you're gonna lose your job. I shouldn't have read your name, but uh, I'll never say it again. Just use a username, you know, because uh, they'll just they'll just fucking come after you. Unless you want them to, then you know, enjoy the show. <laughs> enjoy enjoy you know, being affected by things you didn't think were real until they finally showed themselves. Tassos Plata says uh, we're aware that over 100,000 Armenians have been ethnically cleansed out of Nagorno Karabakh. Weapons sold by Israel to Azerbaijan, by the way. They're uh, one of their biggest exports is weapons, actually. I think that's the top export out of Israel is uh, death, literally, um, you know, various means. Mossad, their um, intelligence network, is by deception thou shall make war, or by deception make war. Basically, f- f- you know, trick people so they'll kill each other. <laughs> cool. That's your motto? Raj, deadly. Uh, Pipe hitter says, hey, brother, play a little extra loon for me tonight. Larry, it's your fault. Six Semper Tyrannus. Well, Larry's been here the whole time. I don't know if he's involved, but he, I had not checked him for explosives, so that may be a problem. Plutonimus, I knew you were coming, so I baked you a cake, your favorite mayonnaise cake. I will never click that link. All right. All right. Where were we? Uh, All right. Let's, we're going to have to go back to the beginning. That's just basically how it goes. First of all. First thing that people should know is that this didn't just happen out of fucking nowhere. Um, but more specifically, why now? What what happened? Why all of a sudden? You know, in this particular instance, uh, Ryan's uh, got a little bit of a breakdown here, but it is it is in the news uh, around the world, not the Western news, because that hurts our narrative, so we don't talk about this. Um, but uh, yeah, this is from. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> the Al Qassam Brigade spokesman Abu Abu Obida Abu Obida, on the path of the conquerors, the leadership of the Al Qassam Brigades began the Al Aqsa flood battle. After years of preparation and planning, and the Zionist aggression reaches its end in the desecration of Al Aqsa. So they have the Al Aqsa Mosque, which is one of their holiest sites in Islam. Uh, it's a pretty big deal, and it's supposed to be off limits to the Israelis. And they decided, you know what? We're just gonna say fuck you. And we're going to show up to your mosque and we're going to do all of our shit there. We're going to do a bunch of our weird fucking rituals there. Uh, in the hundreds, they came in. So, you know, <laughs> why, why didn't you just drop a bomb on the Dome of the Rock? What, you know, why not do that? This is you know also known as the Al-Aqsa Mosque, also known as the Temple Mount in uh, occupied East Jerusalem. Uh, yeah, so that uh, they didn't like that. On top of everything else, and like uh, somebody mentioned earlier, Egyptian intelligence officials, uh, you know, and this is printed in the Times of Israel, by the way, their own journalists are going, huh? Intelligence officials from Egypt said uh, Israel ignored repeated warnings of something big. Cairo official says Israel focused on West Bank instead of Gaza. Egypt's spy chief said to warn PM of terrible operation. Netanyahu denies it. Of course he does. He doesn't ever make mistakes. He doesn't ever make mistakes. And that's a fun game to play with people who want to play the chosen people game with you, you do this. Because, you know, you can't criticize anything they do because that's anti-Semitism. Any criticism of anything they've ever done is anti-Semitism. So, okay, can you tell me what you did do wrong? What what horrible things have you done, have you committed in the past? 
or ongoing. Just, I mean, because everyone is guilty. Every race and ethnicity and creed, tribe and country and it's ever existed has done something fucked up at some point in time. So uh, what are your, what are yours? I'm anxious to hear it because uh, apparently it's nothing. Apparently these things don't exist because anything I bring up is just simply anti-Semitism. So that must mean, you know, I just, I just don't, I'm not educated. So, I mean, they'll, they'll have to tell me what it is. Um, so let's go to the, let's go to the beginning. Once upon a time, <laughs> some people have heard of, uh, Lord Bal- Balfour. He was a prime minister of, in the United Kingdom for a long time. And, uh, during the first world war, he was kind of, uh, like a diplomat or some kind of senior official in the, in the, in the British government deep into world war one. Well, it's, it's pretty clear between by 1915, 16, they cannot beat the Germans. That's not happening. And their empire is at threat. Uh, globally, the newly founded, you know, in the last, you know, recent history, ger- nation of Germany has uh, has on the board now. It used to, you know, be Britain, France, and Russia, just the way everybody liked it. They had the three big powers. Nobody, you know, and in comes the new little brother who's shaking the fucking table around, and they didn't like that. Um, so, long story short, they were going to put him in his place. That's how that started, and uh, didn't go the way they will thought, and they needed backup. And they needed backup from another big brother, the biggest brother, the United States. So in order to uh, defeat the Germans, a deal was made. Uh, The Balfour mission, uh, also referred to as the Balfour visit, was this formal diplomatic mission from himself. There he is in May of uh, 1917, Mr. Balfour with his top hat and his crazy face. (laughs) Here's all the people that he went, went with. And from that mission... The, the real point of it, was to achieve this, the Balfour Declaration, which was signed here in February of 1917. And it says, Dear Lord Rothschild, I have much pleasure in conveying to you on behalf... This is in a museum somewhere in, I think, the Rothschild's possession, by the way. Uh, on behalf of His Majesty's government, the following declaration of sympathy with, for some reason, Jewish Zionist aspirations, which has been submitted to and approved by the Cabinet of the United Kingdom, for some reason. Uh, His Majesty's government uh, view with favor the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people for some reason and will use their best endeavors for some reason to facilitate the achievement of this object. It being clearly understood that nothing shall be done with, uh, which may prejudice the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine or the rights and political status obeyed or enjoyed by Jews in any other country. That didn't really hold up, did it? I should be grateful if you would bring this declaration to the knowledge of the Zionist Federation. Interesting. Now, as the story goes, you know, why? Why why is this? Why does this matter? Why is this? Why is the cat? Why are these guys going to the United States to get them to help them support Zionist homeland in Israel? And then, oh, shortly after this, the United States well, suffered a tragedy. The USS, or not the USS, sorry, uh, the Lusitania, or was it the USS? I don't think they, it wasn't a Navy ship. The the Lusitania, well, it was refitted with a couple of guns and made it look scary. Ooh. <clears throat> it was a passenger liner destined for Europe, and they had a whole bunch of people get on it, and the Germans knew about it and warned them and said, don't get on this boat. It was probably going to get sunk. We're not going to be able to tell who, like, it, it's go- deliberately sailing into dangerous territory with no escort whatsoever. Uh, and of course, it was sunk. It was riding, according to the German logbooks, real low in the water. Clearly, an ammunition ship had guns on it, right? So they're like, 
you know? It's headed to the war. It's not our fucking boat. It's bringing somebody guns. It's not ours. Sink this bitch. So they did. And it sank in 17 minutes because that's how fucking loaded with ammunition it was. It blew the ship in half. This was a conspiracy theory for, I don't know, 80 years or so until 2000 and I think 16 or 6 or 8. Some, sometime in the last 15 years, uh, a dive team actually found the Lusitania at the bottom of the sea. And in boxes marked butter and cream and food and aid and medicine and all of this kind of stuff were, in fact, shells, ammunition, and guns and so on. The Germans were right. It was a total uh, lie. And they sent, they laded it up that way on purpose, knowing the Germans would attack it and kill all the civilians on board that the U.S. government had. Oh, no, it's safe. Yeah, go have a trip. Go on a trip. Go on my fucking special boat trip. Down she goes. America enters the war, horrible atrocities committed by the Germans, and then guess what happens? Obviously, the Germans lose the war. The, the weight of the United States getting involved, they send hundreds of thousands of brand new, fresh troops to fight these fucking German guys who are now starving from a naval blockade. They don't have any food. They're getting fucked over by their own government. And now the massive fucking U.S. military has just shown up with brand new, fresh out-of-the-box troops. Motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not going well, and it doesn't go well, and they end up losing that war. So, uh, which brings us to where? Right, so that's done. You can And you can go look all that up. The Lusitania. Yeah, just so how It was a conspiracy theory. It was an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, probably, until it was proven, and now just you just don't talk about it. So the whole reason, so now you know, the entire reason the, the America got into World War I, and how many guys died there? 50,000, 100,000? Some crazy number of American men uh, died. Because um, it, it was a complete lie. It was a total bullshit. So, right on. Uh, good times. Anyway, moving along. Now they've achieved their. Guess what? Now they've they've got uh, the backing of the U.S. Gov or the rather the British government, who um, controls uh, at that time that that part of the world. The Middle East was actually kind of cut up between the French and the British. And um, if you look at this map here, on the left, this is the territory of Palestine in 1917 before the Balfour Declaration. So we'll start there. Over here, you've got present day. The green area, of course, represents the uh, Palestinians, the white uh, being the uh, Jewish Israelis. And you can see there's a little bit. There's been some changes. There's been some minor adjustments in the uh, everything of the whole nature of the place. You know, uh, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get back to that. <laughs> so we're at 1917. And uh and, and we're, we're giving them the homeland and all of this. And then that leads to um, the, what do they call it? The, the Nakba, the Nakba, which uh, in Arabic means uh, catastrophe, which is what the Arabic uh, world considered this um, little plan where they just basically f carved up an entire country, uh, stripped everyone of their property rights, of their value, everything, and said, this is mine now, get the fuck out, and marched everybody out at gunpoint. Okay? So that's the beginning. This is where Israel comes from. And then when, and when you confront people with this, they go, they'll hold up, they'll do this. Oh, magic book, magic book, magic book. And I'm like, I don't care for your magic book. I don't give a shit. Because no god I would ever follow would be okay with me just blindly following a magic book to the tune of genocide, which is obvious. I mean, look at it. Look, look. What is you know what the magic book does say? You can judge things by the fruits of the tree, right? What fruits? What What does this tree look like? What are the fruits of this tree? Looks a lot like this. So you know, I'm opposed to it. So the Nakba happens. 
That's uh, that's this period of time here, but 46, and then the uh, the United Nations decided, okay, this is how it's going to be now. The white areas, that's where the Jews are going to live, and the green areas, the Muslims are going to live there, and in this area here in the middle where the fucking holy sites are, you're all going to share that, and everybody's just going to respect each other's boundaries and leave it alone, and that's that. Well, it wasn't that. Uh, there was a war in 1948 of conquest uh, from the Israelis where they killed and slaughtered a ton of people and bulldozed. And, you know, as you can see, carved out a lot more of this. A lot more is gone now. A lot less green, huh? Uh, and then we had another one in 1967 and, and moves moves us to, uh, well, the 2017 borders over here, you can see. There's, there's not a lot. Uh, <laughs> not a lot. Little, little speckles and this little strip here, this tiny little, that's Gaza that I showed you earlier. That's what's that's what they got left. They're either in that smattering of disconnected, totally isolated, atomized communities where they can't even talk to each other or travel, or you're in this giant open air concrete prison which is just bombed all the time with reckless abandon, and the Red Cross can't even get in to help you because the Israelis will sink the boat. Okay, that's where we're at. So you know the most moral army in the world they like to call themselves the idea. Yeah, the most moral army in the world. Here they are being very moral. There's some morality. Just dropping bombs in residential neighborhoods. Uh, you know, take that, apartment buildings. Who cares? We're, it's it's moral. That's morality, right? You want to drop high ordinance explosives into densely populated residential areas. That's what moral. That's what morality is. That's what the moral army would do. Is you know, drop giant, just level entire neighborhoods, just destroy entire neighborhoods of women and children because that's you know that'll show them right. That'll show those dirty fucking brown people, right? Yeah, there's nothing to worry about that. Like, this is all happening for years and years and years, and I sleep. Oh, shit. Oh, no, some Jewish people got shot, and I saw it on TV. Genocide the whole country. And who's racist again? I'm sorry, what was that? All these conservative boomers and Fox and Oh, you guys are awfully extreme over there, you tagalot people. I don't know, the racial, racial stuff. You guys are really fucking... What was... Sorry, what? Well, huh? Why is that? Because you're out here fucking demanding ethnic cleansing of a bunch of people that have absolutely no ability to defend themselves at all and are literally born in a prison and have no hope for a life at all and have bombs drawn, illegal weapons, fucking white phosphorus, banned shit from the United States, and nobody can stop them somehow for some reason! Oh, but we said mean where that's not what it's really about. What it's really about is we made these people feel stupid and look stupid and have to confront difficult uh, facts of reality. And rather than do that, they go back to you and just say, no, you're you're bad because I, that means I no, you're bad. Oh, OK. Well, as long as you're as long as you're giving money to the most moral army in the world, because you know what? These things ha and this is on YouTube. I'm probably going to get banned. But, you know, here's a guy holding it. This is just the other day. This is his daughter. She's dead. You like that? Most moral army in the world. Right? But they're, you know, they're terrorists. There was terrorism. So let's drop high ordinance explosives in residential buildings and, not, and just kill entire families. Because fuck them. Right? Fuck this guy. Fuck his dead baby. Fuck the neighborhoods. Fuck all of them. Who cares? We got a slava. You like that, Canada? There you go. There you go. Yay. Good for you. Good stuff. We're the good guys. We're the good guys. Because you know how you avenge terrorism? Genocide. Then you're the good guy. Obviously. 
obviously genocide. Here's their defense minister. Uh, he had some interesting things to say I saw yesterday. I was like, oh, so just just, uh, just war crimes, straight up now. I've ordered a complete siege on Gaza, that little strip I showed you earlier. No electricity. No food. No fuel. No water. Everything is closed, he says. We are fighting human animals. Hmm. And we act accordingly. Yep. Yeah, that little girl dead in their father's arms. Look, look like an animal, right? Good. Fucking kill that baby. Too bad she didn't get to uh, thirst to death. Too bad. Too bad that. Here's a. Uh, this was also today or this morning or there last night. My this morning, whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah, they're literally just shutting the water off. There they are. Because they, they control all the infrastructure, and they can turn their fucking water off. And they did. And these are the good guys, remember. Because Slava and stuff, and because current thing, and terrorism, and they hate us for our freedoms and all this shit. I can't imagine why they're upset. The conditions they live under. The fucking arrogance of, you know, fat, entitled, you know, Canadian people. Oh my god, I can't believe these people! You couldn't fucking handle living there for two days. You'd kill yourself. You get, you fuck, you fuck you, Canada. You got traumatized because there were some people honking horns. And you're going to talk shit about the Palestinians. Uh, Sorry, what? Sorry, what? And here's another thing they like to do. This is them, uh, they're pouring cement in their own wells. So the so the P, the Palestinians living there are forced to leave because they're living on well water, so they're not on this. They're like fuck you. So they're they're gonna they're gonna be based and they're just gonna leave the system, right? They're gonna homestead. They're gonna drill their own wells. They're gonna do all this. Fuck you. I'm gonna be self sustainable. Oh, yeah, and then the Israeli army shows up and pours concrete in your well. Now what are you gonna do, huh? You gonna live there without any water, motherfucker? Oh well, most moral army in the world. This is how you fight terrorism, guys fucking starve families out of their homes when they've got no get where do you think all these refugees are going to go by the way they're going to toronto they're going to montreal they're going to calgary they're going to halifax yep the survivors of all this shit um who who we're help right we're helping the israelis do all these things and then those people who we've helped destroy are going to come here to live with you while you're here going fucking kill them you're a genius. You're smart. You're like how to stay alive 101, aren't you? Aren't you? Look how the media is covering this. This is BBC. More than 500 people have died in Gaza. Really? This is from yesterday. They died. But more than 700 people have been killed in Israel. Oh, died versus killed. You see how one carries more weight and one seems benign and kind of, well, I mean, people die all the time. People don't always get killed, though, do they? They've chosen this language on purpose. It's not just BBC, because, again, the media is a monolith. They all work together in lockstep all the fucking time. Oh, at least 70 killed in Israel, 198 dead in Gaza. This is CTV. This is Canada. Here we are again. Killed versus dead. Dead, killed. Killed, dead. Interesting. How did they die in Gaza? Were they killed, perhaps? Or maybe they just thirsted to death. Maybe they died of... (laughs) That's what they'll do, right? Oh, they died of natural causes. We didn't kill them. They just ran out of water and thirsted to death. Imagine a map of Canada or of your province that is like this and then over time is just shrinking to nothing. 
and the white space is expanding and being filled with foreign invaders who drop bombs on your women and children, starve you out of your own homes, pour cement down uh, the waterways, you know, wall off your towns and cities and tell you to go fuck yourself, drop bombs on you, deny aid, kill people trying to help you, bulldoze people alive in their homes, shoot journalists, shoot kids, all of this kind of... I, I can't imagine why they're upset, guys. I think they're just crazy terrorists. I think for some reason they just hate Jews. It's anti-Semitism. Yep. And remember, all of this had to happen was because, well, there was a book I read somewhere that said I was allowed to. My book says I'm allowed to. Good stuff. And if that doesn't do it for you, you know, uh, don't worry, you know. There's lots of dead on, on both sides, but they're going to show they're going to If we can't find some dead kids, we'll just videotape some. We'll just get some actors here and set up this nice little scene. We got some fake blood there. Who's this guy? Here, can you just yeah move yeah move your hand? That look yeah that looks more dead. There there you go. Now you look. Now you're a victim. Okay good. We got the bent leg and the bent arm. Good. Okay hold still. Hold still. Let's get a good. This has got to go on Instagram, guys. This is going to be on the cover of BBC tomorrow. This is the next fucking... Remember that Syrian kid on the beach? They, at least that kid was dead. This They dragged him around and posed him. This guy's alive. Yeah, no, lay, look that way. Yeah, we got to make sure the... The balls on these people. And they somebody uploaded this to TikTok. Like, Mohammed... I don't know. Somebody uploaded that to TikTok. So that's just, you know... Everything you see is totally, totally legit. Don't worry about it. Uh... That happened. Uh, so I'm, I'm going kind of bouncing back and forth here. Um, so the Egyptian situation, well, why would they do that? Do you think they would let people in and attack their own people like this? That's crazy. That's crazy. The Israeli government wouldn't, wouldn't kill its own citizens. They wouldn't sacrifice their own people just to score political points and achieve a greater objective. They would never do anything like that. They're the most moral people in the world. Well, there's a lot of examples to the contrary of that, one of them being the King David Hotel bombing, probably one of the more famous ones. Uh, what happened here was, guess what? Um, there was a little group of criminals, uh, Jewish criminals, um, Zionist gang, that was, uh, what were they doing? They caught them doing some, some shenanigans. The uh, British troops, uh, the, the British military did, were doing an investigation, and these guys were causing, tr trying to cause some kind of shenanigans and uprising in, in Britain and in England. And uh, this is, yeah, in 46, because they want more land, obviously, right? They, the, what they were given wasn't good enough, so they want more. And uh, they get caught, and uh, all of this information is kept uh, on, you know, this is, uh, where was it, Mandatory Palestine, which was under British control. So this is a British government building, essentially, the King David Hotel bombing, filled with also, yeah, lots of Jews and other people. Yeah, they blew it up, because that's where all the evidence was in the investigation for what they were up to. So these fucking guys... Uh, David Ramez, Moshe Sharat, Yitzhak, Grunbaum, Dave, oh, whatever. Yeah, they blew it up because they're terrorists. Cool. They would never do that. Yeah, they would do that. They would do that. Gets worse, though. They don't just kill their own people. They'll kill yours. They'll kill anybody. They don't care. Uh, during that map expansion, of course, you know, as it began, it was people weren't too happy with it. And the Arabs, you know, quickly said, uh, the, I think I think it's enough. I think it's enough of this, uh, which resulted in the Six-Day War where they fought uh, pretty much everyone. Pay very close attention to this list. Here's some people. Not everyone, but you're going to see some recurring names. Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Lebanon, Pakistan. Where do our bombs usually end up? 
probably not related. Anyway, that's who was uh, that's who was fighting against Egypt or uh, Israel at that time. Um, it's too bad, you know. Uh, they did. Oh shit! Just uh, start a little too early. <laughs> they wanted the United States to get involved, and the United States just didn't. You know, wasn't quite up to it. But they did have a ship there called the USS Liberty. It was a surveillance uh, vessel, primarily. Wasn't armed with a lot of guns, a couple of machine guns, you know, 50 caliber machine guns, probably had a deck cannon or something. Might have had minor missile capability, but it, like, it's not a fighting ship. It wasn't there for that. Um, it's just very minimal armaments on the thing. Um, but it was there in, in the uh, Mediterranean Sea, I believe, where it was monitoring the situation. And there was talk going back and forth of Israelis seem to be executing prisoners, a lot of them, like in the thousands. They were just mass killing surrendered uh, Arab soldiers in the desert there, in the Sinai Desert near Egypt, and I think, and they were just, uh, they were just killing them. So then uh, the Israelis were like, hey, uh, what if we just, what if we just kill the Americans and sink the boat and say the Egyptians did it, and then they'll just come fight the war for us? Well, that was, that would be, that's, that's an anti-Semitic conspiracy theory, according to them. So this is going to be one of those times where you're just going to have to have courage that, that, that there's never going to be a more clear-cut case that I'm going to show you right now where a whole bunch of people are saying one thing and a smaller group of people are saying something else and you're just going to have to look at both claims and go, who do you believe? And you just make your own reality that way because there's people that choose to believe things that are completely fucking crazy. But that's what they've chosen to believe. This is a conspiracy theory. This never happened. This, this is another, there's a whole documentary about this called Sacrificing Liberty. You can get it online. You can go to the website. It's not that much money. You can pirate. You know, do whatever you got to do. Uh, because this story has to get out there. They very nearly brought the world to a, a you know a world war back then over this. And I highly recommend without getting into de- like spending all night because I could talk for an hour and a half about this whole you know crazy situation. I'll just show you the trailer for this uh, to get get the gist of it, and then uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, that's what the world really doesn't know today, and I think that's why we were sworn to secrecy is how close we really came to a potential nuclear holocaust. You know how much press the nuclear warheads got when they landed in Cuba? Well, this was a thousand times worse, but nobody knows about it. Another victim was the United States naval vessel Liberty. She was mistaken for an Egyptian vessel, and Israeli ships and planes torpedoed and strafed her. The story of the Liberty is not a who done it, it's a why did it. The casualties were high. 34 American dead and 75 wounded. There were arguments later about how the error happened. The reality of what happened is it was not a mistake and it was, they wanted to sink us. And what does that mean to this country? Case closed, mistaken identity. We're very sorry. Is there anything else I can help you with? Well, there's, there's no question. <laughs> It was a big cover-up uh, from the top on down. What did we do wrong? Why were we? Why are we being labeled the bad guys? And we can't talk about it. For the next forty plus years, I never said anything to anyone. No. Never. I knew it'd be the end of my career if I said anything. In the Naval Security Group, everything was secret. So, just one additional secret you had to keep. You just couldn't talk about it. It was such a secret. And with our 
lives threatened, and who knows if they were monitoring us or doing whatever. You ever repeat one word about the USS Liberty and who did it to you, I guarantee I'll see you in Leavenworth or worse. You know what worse means? When you're told by the President of the United States, Secretary of Defense, to keep your mouth shut, don't say anything, and that's a direct order. Israel had America by the scruff of the neck. Uh, such was the need to cover up what America had got up to during the Six-Day War. His uh, girlfriend from the Mossad told him that he could raise all kinds of money to continue the Vietnam War. He had been contacted by a man with a hoarse voice who said that he'd been a pilot that attacked at Liberty and suddenly he disappears. There's no record. You can only suspect that it was as he feared. They deported him, they turned him over to the Israelis, took him back to Israel, court-martialed him secretly, and maybe have executed him. The Liberty is a microcosm of this much bigger problem in the Middle East. And Americans need to know what happened. The story has to be told. and said that we were under attack by unknown jet aircraft. They say, get over it. You don't get over something like this, it haunts you. The men would bring the body pieces up to me, and I tried to put them together to make a body out of them. I don't know what the hell happened, and I haven't taken time to find out. I, I know nothing about it. What I'm about to tell you is for your ears only. You are not to tell anyone during my lifetime. I, I'm surprised I can even talk about that. You were sad. <sighs> that type of horror, your body is not going to remember. Your brain's not going to record it. I think we sacrificed a lot of people for uh, no good reason. I am not saying anything about the liberty, period. There you go. Or don't watch it, because fuck those guys and fuck those kids and fuck what's real, huh? Just stay in your QAnon bubble. Whatever the fuck it is, right? Well, the timing of this shit, right? What were we just talking about last week? I was like, give the boomers some time. They'll figure it. Come with us. You want to know what's going on? Come with us. You want to keep playing games with crazy, stupid people and grifters? and you know, Stay in the bubble then. I don't care. <laughs> you know, we're going whether you like it or not. I don't care. Come, don't, whatever. All right. Is that playing automatically? Yeah, don't do that. Let's check on some of this. Because that, that whole, the liberty in itself is a whole, and they got away with it. That was the only U.S. naval rescue mission in history that was ever canceled. Ever. The president, Johnson, called them back. The Israelis jammed, and you'll learn this in the documentary, it's not it's not an accident, okay? They jammed, which is a war crime, the international like SOS channels. So they couldn't call for help. And some of these ingenuity 
ingenious sailors and their ingenuity and different ways to use that word that I all totally fucked up created a way uh, to bypass this and uh, did eventually get a signal. The, one of the first things that was hit on the ta- on the boat was their communications tower. They knew it was precision surgically what to destroy first, so they couldn't say, help, we're being attacked by Israeli planes. Big, giant American flag flying middle of the day, not a cloud in the sky. It, I think they, they attacked it for hours, like four or six hours, something like that. Multiple runs, torpedo boats over and over. The fucking thing just wouldn't go down. They finally got a call out. The jets scramble. They take off. Navy, Navy fucking task force. Batman is fucking engaged and on the way to go start taking some scalps apart. That thing shows up. You're a dead man. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, shut up. Shut her down. Everybody go back. President said so. Direct order from the White House. Eventually, the fucking thing limps to safety. They go retrieve it, drag it back to port and go, now never say anything to anyone ever again. That never happened, okay? All right, everyone go back to your lives. Does that sound good? Does that sound legit to you? What does that... Using your critical thinking mind, pretend the magic book stuff doesn't matter, and you're in here right now. This is all just real. What does that suggest to you? What What other countries... Do you think Italy could have done that and gotten away with it? Do you think China could have done that? Do you think Mexico could do that? Do you think any country in the world could murder U.S. sailors on operations in broad daylight for hours and suffer no consequences whatsoever? What does that suggest to you about the nature of the relationship between the United States and the chosen ones? Questions that demand answers. You know what I mean? Uh, Let's see. I'm going to read a couple of these. Uh, Where was I? Oh, there he is. Chet says, I sent you something that might help with the Rumble Rants. It's the same extension that Viva uses. Oh. I also sent you a fun picture of Phil and Colbert. Something silly to like the I don't know where you sent it to, but I'll, I'll check it out. Thanks. Uh, TDC, I've named him. Terroristicus Domesticus Caucasianus. His name has to be said that way. Ah, oh, he's come to the Senate with a message for the people of Rome. We must reach out to Pontius Pilate to quell the uprising in the east, crucify them all to the last man, and start over. A few denarii and an enthusiastic Roman salute to the emperor. I'll feel the denarii. <laughs> uh, 613 guy says Russia will revoke ratification of nuclear test ban treaty. Thoughts? Not good. Um, they, the mentality of the... Eastern players is different than the ones in the West, and I really think the we are going to fucking get fucked up here, guys. We are not in a strong position, and I f- feel like it's not impossible that this is one of those uh, they're faking it. You know, they want you to you know, they want you to attack them. It's interesting how quiet they are. This isn't like last time. This isn't like Iraq. Like when they when the United States was going into Iraq, the whole world was like, stop, whoa, 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 what the fuck? And there was like this whole big shitstorm about it. 
This time, everyone's just kind of, oh, did that happen? Jeez. Damn. What are you going to do about it? Huh? You going to invade? You probably should. Probably should. I don't know, man. The, like the Chinese and the Russians, and the they have this whole economic block set up to support their efforts. They've been stockpiling gold and resources and precious metals and building uh, dugouts and bomb shelters. Like the Russians have an entire, they can put everybody they have underground in bunkers right now today if they have to. Do we have that? Nope. Their economy is on a war economy. Our We don't even have factories anymore. We sent them all to China. Uh, but the factories, if we did, what the Russians are doing in their factories, they're not building cars anymore. They're building warships and planes and tanks. Like, just like World War II, great big, huge factories, men and women are in there fucking doing shit, 12-hour shifts, just banging tank turrets together all day long. Are we doing that? No, we're sending all of the tanks we do have and are very expensive to replace to be destroyed in Ukraine for no reason at all. We're being bled dry. Canada's military is completely uh, bare bones and stripped to the... We have literally nothing left. That seems to be the case in many other NATO countries. Uh, Do you see where I'm going with this? Does nobody else in the world play chess or, or what? Am I just blowing somebody's mind somewhere? Is there some general right now who's like, oh, no. Like, what? <laughs> how did you not see this coming? Oh, we just fucking blew our entire fucking strategic reserves and weapons. And uh, we just have a double-digit attrition rate. The army is shrinking faster than it ever has in history, and it's in a terminal decline. It's only going to get smaller every year. Nobody wants in. Our population is obese. Everybody's on pills. If you needed a draft right now, who the fuck are you even going to get to go in there? Who are you going to recruit? Nobody can even do a pull-up. What are they going to do? They're not lugging fucking infantry gear and equipment and heavy weapons around fucking woods for 15 kilometers a day. You can't even get these people to cross the parking lot at Walmart. You think the fucking warrior fucking spirit is in the average Canadian person to go take on the Chinese, the Iranians, the Russians, but India now probably looks like, I mean, they're in the economic alliance. It comes down to it. India, we're fighting India. How many Indians are in our country right now? Oh, yeah, fucking millions. Oh, do you like all the Palestinian support and everything that's happening? Has anybody considered the tactical strategic disadvantage of what what that could mean? Let's just check on that for a minute. Here's a, this was Toronto today. I stole this from Karima's page. So, you know, they're they're excited. There's a lot of that going on. (laughs) I don't know if this was the same place or a different place or... Oh, no, wait. Yeah, it's the same one. There's a woman there with an Israeli flag and you've got all these people... Right? It's a good thing that Canada imported this problem here. We can't even say, oh, well, it's nothing to do with us. No, there's a. T- <laughs> really? So now this is something you got to consider. I mean, and where's that fucking. Yeah, was it the Liberty? I'm getting all turned around now. I should go. I should. We got to go back in time again because we're not done. We'll we'll come back to we'll come back to what's probably my my World War Three assessment. <laughs> this is crazy. I can't believe this is a serious conversation. I remember laying in bed last night thinking, "This is it." I think 
I can't fucking believe this is actually going to happen, but it it looks like it's going to happen. Looks like it is happening. I don't see how it isn't happening. I think I think anybody that denies this is in denial now that we're that this is going on, that we're in World War 3 now in an opening state. None of the, none of these previous ones ever happened like it just turned on one day. They were small conflicts that got bigger and spread around and got bigger and drew in more and more people until blah, blah, blah. and then you had you know a shit show this one is very close to achieving that same thing uh you know the world war ii you had the spanish civil war that was right in front of that and that was a proxy war for a number of people involved in that all right same with world war one there's always these smaller conflicts and smaller grievances and other problems that boil over and and they drag other people involved and other people take sides for different reasons there's money in it for them there's land in it for these people these people want to fuck them up for this and blah 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 and it just gets it gets crazy and all of those same patterns are being repeated right now. And at the same time, if World War I kicked off, you know what I, I learned when I was reading about that? They were celebrating the Tour de France. Every No no one was in their homes. I assumed, for some reason, as a young man, that like they must have been like just in terror, like wait, seeing how this was uh, um, coming up. It's like, oh my God, we're going to be at a massive war of it. No, nah, nobody was paying any attention. They were watching bicycle races and eating croissants. Most people aren't paying attention to anything. Uh, it's just like now. I think people are paying less attention now than ever, and almost everyone has fucking no idea what's going on. <sighs> but, uh, you know, let's go back to this. So that was the Liberty. Uh, we're not done there. We're not done there. There's a whole other uh, series of things you should look into. Um, I'll point again to Ryan Dawson, another guy. We I talked to him recently about that. Christopher Boleyn had, you know, some good work on that. There's a lot, man. Um as to, you know, the involvement in 9-11. Is there really involvement in 9-11? Oh, yes. Quite a bit, actually. Uh, and it uh, really starts with uh, these guys. This was on television at the time. This was on ABC News, guys. In the days after the September attacks, there were countless rumors about strange coincidences surrounding the events. This is June 21st of 2002, ABC News. One report about a group of Middle Eastern men spotted the morning of September 11th parked just across the river from New York City has not gone away. Investigation of their presence has led to questions about whether Israel was conducting espionage on U.S. soil. We're joined now by ABC's John Miller with an exclusive report this evening. That's right, Elizabeth. This is a case that took the FBI and the CIA more than two months to sort out, while five Israelis waited in jail. It began when this woman was watching the Twin Towers burning from her apartment in New Jersey. She noticed three men on top of a van, posing for pictures with the towers burning in the background. And I could see that they were, like, happy. You know, they, 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 were, they didn't look shocked to me. You know, they didn't look shocked. I thought it was very strange. The witness called police, who stopped the van hours later and arrested five men. All five, it turns out, were Israeli. They were turned over to the FBI. Source now, it just so happens two of these men are brothers, and they are confirmed Mossad agents. Paul and Sivan Kurzberg. Uh, all of these people are known. They have names, actually. I don't recall them off the top of my head. I just remember the Kurzbergs because the brothers in my brain's, you know, retarded. I've been punched and shot at it and blown up, and my brain, I've, accidents. I know. My brain's mush, okay? Soup. It's soup. It's got chunks in it. It's not like an imp. It's just like not like broth. Like it's a. Anyway. 
two of these guys, maybe more, uh, are legit Mossad agents. And they just so happen to be at the perfect vantage point with a setup video camera taking pictures and laughing and high-fiving as the towers are getting slammed into by planes. They were there before the first plane hit the building, and she saw them as she looked out and saw the building explode on fire. Well, and they fuck, and these guys are out here basically having a tailgate party, taking pictures of the thing. And she's like, well, that's pretty fucking strange. So this old woman's, uh, she's probably very old now if she's even still alive, but she's just, isn't that classic? This is going on, and there's, like, across the street, it plays. <laughs> so it's, like, out of a movie or something. Oh, my God. I don't even know if I have it. It was, uh, what's the stupid sound effect? I need a board to just press buttons, I think. Where is it? It's the stupid sound effect from, uh. <sighs> what the fuck? Fine. Fine, we'll do it the hard way. This is taking way too long now, and it's pointless, but I am doing this entirely on... I will not be defeated by my own computer. I will finish the joke. I don't care if it's going to take me all this extra time. I don't care if I... Oh, wait, it was there the whole time. (laughs) Shit. These fucking guys, man, are just out here doing this. They're out there, woo, partying, high-fiving, yeah! They were flicking lighters and everything. They were posing for selfies. They were doing this in front of the camera. Arms around each other, buildings on fire behind them, like, blowed up. They're like, look, we did it! They're Mossad agents. So, like, Israeli CIA, this is just all a fucking coincidence. And and they're like, yeah, we fucking pulled it off. Unbeknownst to them across the street. Is this this old woman? I don't like the look of this. And they were foiled. And that's how they got caught. That's literally why they got arrested. That's hilarious to me. Israeli. They were turned over to the FBI. Sources tell ABC News during a check of national security databases, some of the men were listed as having had connections with Israeli intelligence. At the FBI, that set off alarm bells. The FBI needed the answers to three important questions. Who were these men? What brought them to that parking lot on the morning of September 11th? And did they have any advanced knowledge of what was going to happen that day? The men said they were just taking pictures at the time. They said they worked for a company called Urban Moving, mm-hmm. the FBI. Which was the Mossad front company. Again, Ryan Dawson will cover all of that stuff. They just so happened to be there taking pictures, and that whole place was uh, emptied out and gone. They, like, there was... Nothing left. That was a shell company. They went and investigated it, and they just were gone. There was nothing. Fake accounts, fake business records. It was just like, oh. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, you know, uh, there's a whole thing there. Uh, you can find it. Uh, yeah, if you Google those dancing fellows, uh, here's here's the picture right there on the right. This is the, the photo. It's kind of uh, blacked from this one here. This was the one they got from the FOIA request. I think it, I don't know if it was Dawson himself that put it in or if it was Adam Green. I can't remember who it was, but here's another one. So you see these? Uh, they've redacted out their faces, but and and whitewashed the whole photo. Uh, you they have the side by sides where you can see the 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 background. Um, but so right here in this one, I should just is there a way to bring it up faster? Come on, Ghost Jamie. 
do my bidding. Why can't you? Uh, is there a faster way? Open a new window? What does that do? No! It doesn't matter. You see the mouse here? See their, their arms around each other? They're there. They're taking a selfie. Back here, this part that's whited out, that's the World Trade Center on fire. Um, and uh, this is the picture here that they've been. Yeah, Paul, there's Savon, Kersbergs, and then you've got Yaron and Elner. Uh, these are Mossad agents. They just happen to be there. So it's all just, you know, it's a coincidence. It's once again, uh, there's a lot of those. Why did why did my Google Earth get all weird? I'm under a lot of sabotage. No, it's just poor. It's just me. It's me being terrible. Just in case, I, I feel like I'm going to need Google Earth at some point. I feel like the geography is going to be. Yeah, you're right. The, the World War Three stuff probably. <laughs> I'm not very. Oh, this Google Earth shit. So that's ready to go. All right. Let's see. Uh, let's check. Let's let's check the chat. Are we are we good? Uh, Wallbanger says they literally invented modern terrorism. That's Mossad's mo. That's yes, they they did literally do that. Um, so it's concerning. And uh, the U.S. border, the southern border, comes into play here. Is that an issue? Is that a situation? Because what's to stop these people from conducting terrorist attacks inside of American cities in an effort to draw them into the war? And say, listen, you're going to have to, or this is never going to stop. There's just going to be more mass shootings from Hamas all the time. What are you going to do? Because we fucking snuck hundreds of our sleeper cells into your country with your wide open border you've had the last two years. And there's no telling how many people are in there now. So you're going to have to just go ahead and declare an emergency. You know, get in the war, suspend civil liberties probably, fucking monitor the internet. You're going to have to do all those things, right? In all the Western countries, really, because this could be everywhere. This could be global jihad, guys. You know, do you see the opportunities the media have here for all kinds of different wild, fun stories and things that could be? I mean, we're in a serious, dangerous place that they could spin this in such a way that we're all fucking slaves here in a year's time. You won't even be able to say any of that. That's why I'm saying it now, because when you're at war, like real war, World War Three war, they're going to sign. There's going to be new laws. Okay, there's going to be wartime measures passed that are going to be no more free speechy, no more talky, no more of anything. Wartime, okay, and it's like you know life in prison kind of penalties for fucking breaking these kinds of things. They did it in the other wars. Defeatism, they would say it was. You can't criticize our allies at wartime. You're an enemy agent. You're going away for life, for sedition, potentially. So this alleviates a lot of problems for them, is what I'm saying. Also, the dollar is crashing. Also, the governments of both Netanyahu and Biden are incredibly unpopular, as are all Western governments. How many times did I say on this stream over the past few years that when their backs get up against the wall, I'm worried about what might happen because one of their favorite tricks is always to just blow it all up? World War One. what was going on? Gee, there was a lot of people demanding workers' rights and workers' unions and stuff were being formed, and uh, that whole system was in a lot. Yeah, that, that played into that, too. All that went away. It's just convenient how easily this could solve so many problems uh, for, the, for the specialist people in the world. Uh, GB Max's Untold History Channel did a deep dive and do his deep dives on other topics. I get up every day, make the bed, and go to work. Still can't figure out why I get up for an idea. Uh, well, cults are, cults are a powerful thing. When you have, when you believe your religion is commanding you that you have to do these things. Yeah, that's a big problem. Uh, somebody else I missed over here. Chucky's streamist says brutal since nobody's abiding by the Geneva convention. I bet they can, can't wait to start using flamethrowers again. Yeah. You can kiss all that stuff. Goodbye, man. 
In serious wars, it's, there's there's no there's no rules then. Okay, it's for all the marbles and doesn't nothing matters. All that matters is who wins. So if you're like, hey, we could deploy this horrible disease that just kills all these people. It's fucking yeah, do it. Fuck it. Who cares? Kill them. Kill them all. We gotta win. We gotta win no matter what it takes. That's what everyone's gonna do. That's what every side does. It's terrible. Oh, Liquid Zeus says entropy is pooched. What happened? How dare you? How dare you do this to me, entropy? This has happened lately as well. Uh, I'm going to put it back together again. Humpty Dumpty and all the king's men. It's not working. Did they, where else did they get me? Wait a minute. This doesn't make sense. Maybe all of entropy has just been totally fucked over. Hmm. Fine. Oh, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to, no, I refuse. Maybe it's just down. Can somebody else check? Is the whole website down? Fuckers. God damn it. We're under attack. They're everywhere. They're in the wires. They're eating the wires. What's going on here? It should just it should just sign in, but it isn't doing it. Right. Go live. Yeah. What's your problem? What's your problem, Lewis? I assume someone's name is Lewis. Go live. There. 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 It's back now. Whatever the hell that was. Thank you for telling me. I turned... I did it on purpose so I could get $3. <laughs> I was worried I needed $3. So I was like, I'm going to turn entropy off so that someone will be forced to tell me. That's how you grift, guys. Apperception says, I believe that we're underestimating the new liberal world order's proponents. Maybe this will be the straw that broke the camel's back, and now they will bomb up and go over and participate in direct action over there. The thing is... When you play with fire, you never know. I mean, they are humans. They're not they're not invincible gods. That's another thing a lot of people get trapped in. That there's this if X happens, then Y happens. If A happens, then B happens. Like no matter what, they always win, we always lose. There's no way anything can ever get ever better and or ever again. Uh that's not true. That's just, you know, you're demoralized. Um, it's important to be realistic about the situation, but also if you're demoralized, you're not gonna think straight. And it's sometimes you sometimes they do lose. And it is possible that they've made some fucking mistakes here that are going to, I don't know. Western world's in a lot of trouble, though. I think the whole world's in trouble. I, I, this is just going to be a rocky, tumultuous time, I think. I think it is. Uh, it's a hashtag rainbow cam nets pride is power. Yeah, right, right. We'll use those. Here's another thing that, that gives me a lot of concern. Before we get back to that stuff. This is just the state of things. It, this video says it all. You want to know how the Ukraine war is going? You want to know how well NATO did? And this is the takeaway here. This was NATO versus Russia. This wasn't Ukraine versus Russia. This was us versus Russia. This was our equipment with our training, with our people, and our money, and our intelligence services, and our generals calling the shots, and our media running the fucking plays back home. This was 100% ours, and we got fucking dummied. What does that tell you? Like, we trained those Ukrainians for years. We trained the Ukrainian army to fight specifically the Russian army. We did. Canada, America. Like they, I didn't go personally, but I almost did. I was asked to go. Friends of mine did. They sent back pictures. Remember all the pictures of the Nazis and stuff I showed you? They're like, look, check this shit out, Ukraine. These guys are all, death to the vit, you know. You're like, wow, that's nuts. 
They trained them up to fight the Russians, gave them the weapons, the vehicles, the, every, trained the pilots, trained the Air Force. We did fucking everything. And they went and got ran the fuck over immediately and never stood a chance. And now the Russians are just chilling, just chewing everything up. There's nothing they can do. And we're out of money. And we're out of weapons. And we have a multicultural, uh, read that now as multi-conflict society. We don't have, we don't, we're not one people anymore. There's many different peoples here and they all fucking hate each other. Have you noticed? That's not going away. Uh, that's so we're not only are we divided amongst ourselves inside of our own house, we're broke. We don't have any weapons and the war is about to begin. How do you feel now? How do you feel now? This is the this is a Ukrainian soldier or someone, one of their troops from wherever, being dragged behind a truck. He's dead, uh, wrapped in a tarp. It seems because this is the only way they can get move. Pe- they can't. They can't even <laughs> Kazavak their own guys. This is the state of things and the comments from these guys. That's how well they're doing. That's a dead guy wrapped in a... says, aren't you fucking ashamed that dead soldiers are taken away like this, Mr. President? Could you imagine that's your dead son or your brother or something? Like, yeah, we're just... This is the best we can do. We got this shitty old ice cream truck that we're driving. Fucking faggots, they call them. Yeah, we're driving this old whatever this is, short bus, school bus, ice cream truck, and we're dragging, we're dragging fucking uh, Tommy here. He's wrapped in a crazy carpet with some, you know, some belt. Uh, we tied our belts together and tied him into this carpet, and we're dragging him down the fucking side of a muddy highway because this is the only way we can get around now because the war is going so well. So, you know, bastards, he says, um, things to consider when uh, we're looking down the barrel of going to war with uh, all these guys, because they want this is all coming back to Iran here in a minute. And uh, that's that's what looks like uh, we're going to do next. Um, But we're still not done. We're still not done with the early. Almost to the history stuff is caught up, so we're past 9 11. Uh, here's some one of the IDF soldiers. He's just going to tell you about some of his some of his work he did when he was in the IDF, doing you know as as the most moral army in the world, God's chosen army. The events that took place in Tentura were crazy. It was a wealthy town, had beautiful houses. They were living like Europeans, you know. The women of the town used to wear beautiful clothes, really. This town, one of the soldiers raped a 16-year-old girl there. <laughs> it's understood. What happened was terrifying. We had a soldier with us. He later died. He was a savage. He gathered the Palestinians and put them in a cage and killed them. He gathered them like a cage made of iron surrounded them with iron wires. He gathered all the men and made them sit down. One of the soldiers took the machine gun and shot them. He replaced the magazine and that's what happened. But we didn't do the same. That person was extraordinarily savage. 
They, they covered it up. The soldiers took flamethrowers in their hands and chased the villagers, set them on fire. It was horrible. No one was allowed to talk about it, though. I don't talk about it either. This could be a whole scandal. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Here's another guy. In the first four or three to four months, I participated. Uh, I never took prisoners. I killed everyone. When someone raised their hands in the war, I didn't take them as a prisoner. Traumatized me. I haven't been able to overcome it until today. In those days, if I even saw school children with their hands raised, I would kill them. How many people did you kill this way? I didn't count. I don't know. Ha 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 ha. I had a total of 250 rounds. I fired and killed everyone. It's impossible for me to keep count. Hilarious. He's having a funny time. He thinks it's quite amusing. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. So that's, you know, just some some of the, you know, the veterans, right? You guys like stories from veterans. Let's hear from some there. That's your veteran stories with the Israeli Defense Force. That's some... You know, we're doing good. Uh, but, you know, that's just the extremists in the military. It's not like their own people in Israel are fucking... Uh, death to the Arabs. Oh. I see. The second Nakba is coming soon. Did you, I already showed you what the first Nakba was. He just said the second one's coming soon. Oh, yeah? So, ethnic cleansing. Good. Just wait. It's coming. You'll end up in refugee camps. And he's saying Saudi Arabia is on our side, and so is Morocco and Lebanon. Your religion is garbage. A good Arab is a dead Arab. Oh, yeah. The Arab is the son of a bitch. Jews are the best. That's what they're chanting. Yeah. This is, this is again, how the Palestinians live every day, by the way. You didn't react to those who attacked us. I <laughs> There was an old saying, I don't know, I haven't heard it in a long time, but years ago, you know, here in the hood, here in the fucking hood, with the gangbangers, with the fucking, you know, the bad guys, You there was, uh, you know, oh, you're, you know. We're, we'll all be Palestinian eventually, right? <laughs> Someday we're all going to be Palestinian next. So you know there are there are some there are some interesting comparisons to be made. This is racist. <laughs> Palestine is dead. There is no Palestine. And this woman says it exists. If you like it or not, shut up. No, it's not. Get out of here. Go die. Right. I'm sure you guys have seen all of this on the news, right? Because no one would withhold this from you because that would be super disingenuous. Most moral army, most more they're amazing over there. They're just the best people. The Israelis, oh, you know. May your village burn, boy. Go to Thailand. Death to the Arabs. Oh, 
arrest the terrorist. <laughs> go to go to Gaza, they say. Oh, well, hopefully they, well, I don't know if they did, but, uh, you know. We get some of them, too. You know, they killed one of our guys in 2006. Not too many people know that. Not too many people know that story. Somebody reminded me of this uh, lately. Von Kru, I can't remember the guy's name. He's got a, a silly Dutch name. Hess von uh, Koit. Actually, that could be. That sounds German, actually. Hess von Kudner. That's right. Canada to honor officer killed when Israel struck UN post. Now, what's not in the story? What I heard on the street is that there were some things observed or communications observed that probably shouldn't have been observed. And these guys got fucking yeeted uh, over it. Sound familiar? No, they'd never do that. They only do it all the time. So anyway, two other Canadian soldiers still alive, hailed for notorious service elsewhere. Uh, it was a major, I believe. Yeah, Major Peta Hess von Krudner will get a posthumous decoration for outstanding performance and dedication to duty. Uh, as for staying at his post until he died, where he was bombed to death by the Israelis for reasons no one's ever really fucking understood or talked about or asked any questions over. Sounds familiar, huh? All right. All right, good. And uh, again, they're fucking, they kick everybody. It's not just Palestine. They're all over the Middle East. They've been laying waste to this whole, this whole place. All over the world. And where do the refugees go? They come here. They go to your house. They go to our house. They're in England. They're in Spain. They're in France. They're in Italy. They're in the United States. They're in Australia. They're all over the fucking world. They're not going to Israel, though, are they? I don't think they'd be too welcome there based upon what we've just seen. And uh, they come to your your backyard so you can deal with this. View of a Muslim in Canada with a reporter. One day we can have a Muslim-majority nation here in Canada. Right in your face. We have Canadian law here, and you say that you want Sharia law to displace Canadian law. That doesn't sound very respectful. In majority, you wouldn't have any other option. Because it's democracy, right? And once there's more of them than there will be of us, which will be in about 10 years, uh, that's, that's democracy. That's who gets voted in, because majority rules, and that's how it works. So, you know, everything's going to be fine. Queen, and tell her to change the laws. Change the laws to what, sir? To Sharia law? No, change the laws to, to not allow any more Muslims to come to Canada. We owe our allegiance and our loyalty first and foremost to our religion, not to the Queen, to be honest. When I went for my uh, so-called oath, I was silent, I didn't say anything. It was your responsibility to make sure you got it out of me. So when I didn't say anything, I'm not, I'm not liable to any. Interview of a Muslim... In do, you, do you see the mentality? He's not wrong at all. He's like, listen, bro, you fucking left the, you left the cookies out. You didn't say nobody should eat them. If you didn't want me to eat the cookies out, you should have put something there that said don't eat these or whatever. So I just fucking, what are, what are you going to do about it? I'm taking advantage of something you did, and it's your own fault, and I don't really give a shit. It's not my, right? And right now, straight up, he's like, our allegiance is to our, our, our belief system and our religion, and that's our way of life. It's not to you or your fucking laws, your stupid queen. I don't care about any of that. Uh, you know, I've been trying to say this for years. Like, maybe let's not import like an endless amount of people that think like this because having millions of this guy uh, isn't good because number one, he's smarter than you. Number two, he's stronger than you. And number three, he has no fear of you at all. And he's just telling you right to your face and he's getting away with it. So that one guy isn't a big deal. If there's a million of him, that's a huge deal. And especially if they all know each other and talk to each other and go, why don't we just take this whole place? 
Who's going to stop us? It's the, we're allowed to. It's legal. Just fucking vote us in. It's our yeah, yeah. Sharia law now. Whatever. What are you going to do? That's democracy. They just, just these these uh, these people thought. Oh well, we'll just bring them over here, the mass millions, and then they'll. Uh, responsibility to make sure. Why, why is it? And it'll uh, they'll just be like us. Everything will just change automatically. To be, no, that that doesn't happen. Um, where was I going after that? Yeah, the migrants and stuff. Right. So how do they get here? That's another big question. How is that all about? So, yeah, we're destroying all these countries. Listen to this first. This is this is important. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and and Deputy Secretary Wolfowitz, I went downstairs just to say hello to some of the people on the joint staff who used used to work for me. And one of the generals called me in. He said, "Sir, you gotta come in. You gotta come in and talk to me a second. I said, "Well, you're too busy." He said, "No, no." He says, "We've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq." This was on or about the 20th of September. I said, "We're going to war with Iraq. Why?" He said, "I don't know." Brilliant. <laughs> He said, I guess they don't know what else to do. So uh, I said, well, did they? That right there, that's the danger of a yes man. I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh, well. Cool. You've just condemned millions to die, General. They find some information collect- connecting Saddam to al-Qaeda. He said, no, no. He says, there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. This is all before any of the anthrax stuff. Anything. This is he said. This is ten days after nine eleven. So it's September twenty first, and he's saying this is what this is what the U.S. military is saying on December on September twenty first of two thousand one. Connecting Saddam to Al Qaeda. He said, No, no. He says there's nothing new that way. They just made the decision to go to war with Iraq. He said, I guess it's like we don't know what to do about terrorists, but we've got a good military and we can take down governments. So I came back to see him. He rationalized it to himself. He knew it didn't make sense. And he's not talking about himself, by the way. Wesley Clark, he, I'm talking about the guy he spoke to, the senior you know, Pentagon official general, would have been maybe one of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, I think he said. That, and, th- and we saw people do this with COVID, right? Like, well, it doesn't make sense, but uh, I, uh, they, they create a reason where, it, okay, that, that must be what it is, and they don't go, they just live with that because... There are some dark alternatives that they do not want to explore. And I think that sounds like what's, what's happened here. And now he says he came back a month later, and it's worse. I came back to see him a few weeks later, and by that time we were bombing in Afghanistan. I said, are we still going to war with Iraq? And he said, oh, it's worse than that. He said, he reached over on his desk, he picked up a piece of paper, and he said, I just, he said, I just got this down from upstairs, meaning the Secretary of Defense's office today, and he said, this is a memo that describes how we're going to take out Seven countries in five years, starting with Iraq. Which ones? Which countries? Starting with who? What was that? In five years, starting with Iraq and then Syria, Lebanon, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and finishing off Iran. There are all those names again, huh? Go through the countries again. Well, starting with Iraq, then Syria and Lebanon, then Libya, then Somalia and Sudan, and then back to Iran. This has always been the plan, guys. We've been concerned and talking about this and warning about possible, you know, that's basically the, the, that was kind of understood to be 
that's when you know like when is it going to be on when when it's go time with the ran it's 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 real okay and this looks like it's going to be it um and here's how they're i mean look 20 israelis are killed or 20 hostages are captured that's like a thousand americans so uh, if we get into 60 israeli killed we're looking at, at truly a 9-11 level event and i think so 60 people were killed by, you know, terrorists. That means it's the same as 9-11. And what happened after 9-11? All right. All those countries got destroyed. All of the allies of Iran, who is now atomized and isolated and basically alone, save for its faraway alliances in Russia and China, they don't have any regional powers anymore. They can't ask Iraq for help or Syria, really. Syria has just been blown to bits for the last 10 years. Iraq's a, a shit show. Libya's gone. Uh, Egypt's uh, been captured. There was a coup over there, right? And they're in the pocket of Western governments now. Yemen's destroyed. Saudi Arabia's loyal to Israel. Like, uh oh, you know, it's a lonely world if you're Iran. So, you know, things are getting a little dicey over there. Um, let's see. Where do I want to go now? There's so much, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So here's uh, this is just couple of clips of what the normies are saying now and like i said on friday or saturday when i briefly talked to the guys um monday we'll know what the story is when the when the media starts talking on monday monday evening and telling everybody what's going to happen instead of you know asking questions or what is happening um you can read into the things where they go and like how are you coming to these conclusions these they're just reading scripts we know this right the media is not it's not really journalism it's just this is what the the machine is telling people what's happening. They're being programmed. Uh, this isn't journalism. It's it's one hundred percent propaganda. Everything on TV is propaganda. The news. It's you know, and this is what they're saying now. Moss in the last hour announcing it's going to begin to execute hostages and post video mm-hmm. evidence mm-hmm. online for every Israeli airstrike. Your thoughts on this <clears throat> moment, Senator? Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating. They're just all, okay, first of all, automatically, Iran is to blame. Absolutely. And we need to go to a major. Iran's not a pushover, guys. That's why Iran was last. Iran was, of all those countries they named, Iran is the most powerful. And th- this is like I described. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to assault a position or attack something, you don't just go straight at it. Uh, you try and pick apart any kind of supporting features it has, any kind of satellite power, any kind of outposts, anything you can take away uh, safely and without really you know getting into the real fight yet. Overall, though, all these things will then eventually weaken your ultimate target to the point that now it's never going to be. This is as weak as it's going to get. I've cut it off from everything I can find. Um, and that, that's basically what's happened here. And uh, now they're just going, okay, it's uh, them. They did it. Uh, let's just go get them. Nobody needs to be explained anything. Like, I'm sorry. They're just assuming all Americans uh, understand what's happening in this part of the world. They seem to understand, oh, yes, Iran uh, through the IRGC is funding you know, Hamas and Hamas. Uh, uh, yes, of course. Has any of this ever really been like? Where's the fucking proof? Because when, you, when we go to war with these people, you understand it's World War Three. This isn't Iraq even. This is not going to be a the terrain of Iran is like all mountains. That place is a shit. That is a death trap. If if our NATO troops go to Iran, it's not going to go well. 
with what we have right now today against those people with what they have and what they've been preparing for. And then, so what you're asking for is fucking crazy and you have no, where's the evidence at least? Or you're just going to hear war propaganda. I See, I lived through this already. I was paying very close attention to this kind of shit in 2002. And this right here is, and I've got another clip after, fucking shot for shot. It might as well be the remake. Iraq part two is what they think they're doing. Down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take? Right, and we had to invade Iraq because how many more terrorist attacks were we going to put up with until Saddam Hussein was dealt with? And we'll never be safe until we get rid of Saddam Hussein, and Iraq won't be safe until it has democracy and safety and safety and safety. we got to do it. we got to do it. It's definitely not going to make it worse, right, Lindsay? From the Iranian regime, I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was... So his evidence is he said so. Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This, this is the Americans giving the green light to the Israelis publicly. Yep, go ahead. Wipe them out. Do what you got to do. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. By destroy Hamas, again, do you see how doing this is fulfilling the Israelis' objective of, of complete... They want the whole area, Okay. They were never satisfied with a little, there, just have these cities. and we'll, No, 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 no. This is all ours. You know, the rumor is uh, the Greater Israel Project, they call it. You know, you got the star in the center and you got the two blue bars. Those bars represent the Nile and the Euphrates River, suggesting that between these two rivers, everything is theirs. And they've kind of been acting accordingly, haven't they? Because everything between those two rivers is uh, getting fucked around pretty good by them. So... <laughs> I don't know. Something to think about. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia just, against us in Syria. It's just convenient that it would benefit. Oh, once again, once again, the whole world is going to have to just destroy a powerful enemy of yours. I mean, wow, you've got some great friends. Great friends in the Western world, don't you have, Israel? Man, we're willing to just go to bat for you. Huh? Which reminds me, how many Israeli soldiers fought in Afghanistan? How many Israeli air missions were flown in Iraq? How much Israeli money was put into the war effort in any of these campaigns? How many were killed? Is it all zero? Oh, it is. Huh. Wow, that's a, that's a fucking weird alliance, isn't it? It's a weird... Gr greatest ally, you said? You said greatest one. Really? Confront Iran. Here we go again. Got to confront Iran. Hamas is Iran's proxy. They brag that they were helped by Iran to attack. Now he's going to do his best impression of a fucking high school drama speech. Israel. We must counter this new axis of power. They love axis. Axis of evil. Axis of power. The axis. Axis. They're, they're so fucking dumb and unimaginative. Christ, I hate these people. It's an evil axis. The axis of evil. He said it. <laughs> I haven't listened to this clip yet. I only saw the first part. I was like, oh, more Iran blame good. It's only a minute. I'll fucking hang on to this and play it later. 30 seconds. He actually said axes of evil. My, Thank you so much for being this fucking hilariously predictable. Man, these people. We must counter this new axis of power. It's an evil axis of Iran, Russia, and China. 
Huh. There it is, guys. There's the top three. There's your fucking starting three. Playing for the Eastern Division of the global game is going to be Russia, China, and India. <laughs> Iran, sorry. The axis of evil. The axis of evil used to be Iraq, Iran, and North Korea. Now it's uh, now it's Russia, China, and Iran. So it, Russia and China are evil. This is from Capitol Hill, by the way, the United States. This isn't this isn't some blogger. So China is evil. Strong words. I like where this is going. Three years ago, there was not war in Europe. Yes, there was. There, there was all kinds of ethnic cleansing and killing since 2014 onwards. It's been going on for almost 10 years. Oh, and, and Serbia and Bosnia, that's all about to fucking pop off again too, by the way. Are in Israel, but today there is. Oh, goodness. Goodness, goodness me. And I don't, I'm not sure how long they held that off. This allegedly just happened uh, shortly ago. This is a convoy between Iraq and Syria somewhere. Somebody filmed to put online. They're getting hit by uh, military convoys far outside. There's that comforting sound again. Dead, you know? So things are getting bombed outside of their own territory. What's going on with that? Uh, they've also exchanged fire with Le uh, Lebanon. There's been people killed on both sides, Israel and Lebanon now. So this is she's getting out of control real fast. Let's look at some of the uh, the tolerance, right? Here's some more tolerance. Some, some of these names you may recognize. There's Canada's own Daniel Boardman. Says, you want to end the violence? You don't like war? You want de-escalation? Hamas must be destroyed! There's no peace for anyone until they're wiped out! Says the fucking incel 120-pound freak show from the fucking safety of his department in Toronto. Who's Brian Lieb? Says it's time to carpet bomb the Gaza Strip. Kill them all. Go ahead. Call me a warmonger and racist. You are. I will show you videos like this. I don't care. I've seen all the videos. You. Oh, so it's not. you're not guilty of any of the things because somebody did something bad to you? Therefore, you can just genocide people then, right? Right? Right, Brian? You're fucking insane, bro. Take your fucking magic hat cult, shove it up your ass, and get the fuck out. You go over there and fight for a dickhead. Daniel, have you ever done anything manly in your life? I know the answer is no. So why don't you go to the fucking IDF website? Joel, you can go to. Avi, you were already in the IDF. You've probably already killed some kids already. You can train these guys on how to do it. You can go over there and you can sign up and you can put your big, fat, stupid mouth where your lots of money is and go there and defend the fucking, you know, the motherland of the chosen people. People from all the dirty brown folks. All right? Joel Pollock says, I've broken the Sabbath and Jewish holiday to deliver this message. Israel should wipe out Gaza. Allow 48 hours to evacuate women, children, and the elderly and put them where you've taken their whole country away and consider them subhuman. Destroy everything that remains. Plow it under and annex it to Israel. This is the end for Hamas and terror. Avi says this is Israel's chance to finally finish the job. So again, genocidal rhetoric everywhere. I saw Peterson was echoing this. Ben Shapiro, obviously. Uh, True Andrew Lawton at True North is very genocidal. Um, pretty much every conservative influencer, they know to kiss the ring and to you know worship daddy, right? Uh, they've bought into this hook, line, and sinker, and they really they really like their magic book justification uh, to pretend that they're not warmongering pieces of shit. And they're also going to pretend that this has nothing to do with it either. Let's just read some uh, read some names and see if you notice anything interesting. Did you know that the uh, is there's the United States Secretary of Health? 
All right, this is an older. A lot of these cabinet positions may have been shuffled since then. But you remember, uh, you remember Rachel here. Oh, Israeli. Wow. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Israeli. White House Chief of Staff, Israeli. Director of National Intelligence, Israeli. Security of, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security, Israeli. The Attorney General is Israeli. The Secretary of the Treasury, Israeli. Secretary of State, Deputy Secretary of State, Secretary of State for Political Affairs, Office of Science and Technology Policy, Director of the CIA, and the Chairman of the SEC, Israeli, 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 Israeli. Gee, I wonder why this country is so important. I wonder if there's any undue influence in our government. What if those people... Let's just pull that up again. Let's just put Russian flags next to all these names. How do you feel now? How about Chinese? How about some Chinese flags? If I put Chinese flags... I'll give you Secretary of Treasury, Attorney General, Secretary Homeland Security, Director of CIA... Chairman of the ACC, Deputy Secretary of State, all Chinese, everybody Chinese. Like, wouldn't that be like, excuse me, couple, I have a question. Uh, Also, when you consider that, uh, you know, Jewish people are less than 2% of the entire United States, that's a high, that's a very high achievement ratio, you know? A lot of dual citizens in your, uh, highest levels of power in the most powerful country in the world who is apparently obsessed with protecting Israel and giving giving Israel all of its money. That's kind of weird, you know? That's all I'm saying. Has anybody talked about this out loud? Does anybody want to talk about this out loud? Isn't this something we should be talking about out loud? Who's to say? Who's to say? But, you know, I'm sorry. We were distracted. We were talking about the migrants. On all the all the lovely, because uh, everyone's upset about that now. Deport them all! Get rid of them! Man. Th- these people that literally a week ago, literally a week ago, you had people like Billboard Bitch, Billboard Chris, whatever the fuck his name is, who is now an expert on all things and blocks anyone that doesn't agree with them, save the children, but also kill all the children. Right, Chris? Because you know what the fuck you're talking about. Deport them all! We gotta, uh, just a couple weeks ago, remember this? You gotta save the children, and it was it was mostly Muslims that came out for that. And I said, you obviously you should see that coming. These people are really not on board with the homo stuff. Okay, Muslims, it's it's the death penalty in the Islamic world, so you know they're a little. And it was all oh, children is joy, oh, we're all one, love is love, and all of that shit. Now it's deport them all and kill everybody. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> because this is happening all over the country, all over the world. You're seeing all these conservatives freak out. They're like, oh, there's Palestinians everywhere. They're not all Palestinians. There's not that many Palestinians. I suspect many or all of them, uh, most of them, the overwhelming majority of them, are going to be Muslims, though, because they view this as an attack on Muslims. Because it kind of is. Because their countries have kind of been getting bombed and attacked. For 20 fucking years in a row. So, you know, imagine it was the other way around and all the power in the world was in the East and the Middle East and India and Pakistan and Saudi Arabia 
and Iran and Iraq and Egypt are all there. The, that's so in place of the European Union and NATO that we're all we're all like they are and revert. They have all the nuclear weapons. They have all that and all that kind of stuff. Right. Imagine that. And then they just go around destroying one European country after another. Germany. Bye bye. Italy. Bye bye. UK. Bye bye. Ireland. Bye bye. France. Bye bye. Sweden. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And then they start going. Oh, Canada. And everyone goes. All right. Fuck this. And then there's guys with Canadian flags all over the world and saying fucking death to the fucking Middle East. Could could you? I'm. Can you imagine if that's possible? And then go. Oh, geez. You know what? Are we doing that? Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. And why are we doing it again? Oh, I forgot. There's special people with the magic book. Oh, boy, do I feel fucking like I'm not wasting my life. <laughs> this is the dumbest shit in the world, and everybody's getting killed over it. There was a video. Yeah, no, not a video, but this yet. So all the mi- and and the migrants. So all these all these Arab countries are being destroyed. You've heard, you know, General Clark list them off there, and and bonus ones. We've destroyed some bonus Arab countries since then, African countries, Muslim countries. <laughs> We're gonna get Iran though. They're last. Um, and all and all the refugees. Where do they go? They don't go to Israel. They don't go to Saudi Arabia either. Interesting, you know, because those are the closest countries that could take them as good humanitarian allies that they are because we're on the same team and we're all good people and good guys, right? They don't take any refugees. Where do they go? Well, they come here. They go to Europe. They go to North America. Well, how do they get there? Well, you know, Israeli non-governmental organizations, NGOs. Israel strikes deal with the UN to send thousands of African migrants to Western countries. Times of Israel. In Germany, Jewish funds help keep Mediterranean migrant rescue missions afloat. Refugees in Greece get medical aid from Jewish-funded group. Israel will now send African migrants to countries in the West instead of Africa. Huh. Interesting. So we're getting all of that, too. That's, that's good. That's good. And then there's this. I like this woman. You know, she's very honest, you know, which is a rare quality. These days. I think there's a resurgence of anti-Semitism because at this point in time, Europe has not yet learned how. To Loading wheel, come on! Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of Barbara Spector. Yeah. Uh, see, white people haven't learned to be multicultural. All right, that's the problem. That's causing anti-Semitism, apparently. And she's got a great explanation for it. At this point in time, Europe has not yet learned how to be multicultural. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to be part of the throes of that, of that transformation, which must take place. Europe- we are going to be part of that transformation that must take place? Europe is not going to be the monolithic uh, uh, societies that they once were in the last century. Jews are going to be at the center of that. It's a huge transformation for Europe to make. They are now going into a multicultural mode, and Jews will be resented because of our leading role. But without that leading role and without that transformation, Europe will not survive. Oh, I see. So you've just taken it about funding director of uh, Paideia Stockholm. I don't know what that is. Probably one of these NGOs. So it's just your job, is it? As what? Chosen people, I forgot, right? To be real estate agents for the whole fucking human race, is it? So not only are you going to tell the Palestinians where they can and can't live and where you're going to live, you know, you're going to fucking decide where everybody lives. Really? 
Fuck, you're cool. Oh, wow. I, I can't. I, guys, I'm really struggling to understand why anybody would ever have a problem with the Israelis. I just can't fucking figure it out. I don't know why white people don't like the Israelis. I don't know why the Muslims don't like the Israelis. I don't know why any... I just can't. I'm fucking... I mean, they're so... And they're so moral, too. Did I already go over the moral army stuff? Did I show you all the, you know, entire residential blocks of children and women being bombed alive? <laughs> you know, because... But, you know, let them. Oh, here's another good... I like this one. This is Dr... Again, another doctor who you can trust. He's a researcher, lecturer, entrepreneur, and investor, and co-founder of Deep Instinct. Top 100 most influential Twitter accounts. Oh, wow, are you really? This guy's so fucking full of himself. His name's Dr. Eli David. Here's what he had to say today. Dresden, 45. This is how you reach peace with Nazis. Oh, another war crime. We just talked about Dresden last week, didn't we, guys? Remember that? There's Dresden, completely fucking destroyed, architectural masterpiece of a city. It was full of art and museums and culture and had no military significance whatsoever, was filled with refugees who had nowhere else to go, and they thought, hey, why would anyone bomb Dresden? It's probably the safest place in Germany. So they went there, and they were like, hey, you know what we should do? Drop firebombs on them. Do you see why all the buildings are still standing, by the way? They weren't, they weren't destroyed with those with the regular kinds of bombs. These bombs were incendiary bombs. They were meant to burn, and they burned. Oh, baby, did they burn. They burned that place into a fireball. They melted people alive, basically. You know, women and children suffocated. It, horrible. Absolute terror. And then when the ones that survived crawled from the rubble in the daylight, then the American bombers would come, and they would drop bombs on the living, you know, trying to... And it, it would just... This process would repeat until your fucking city looked like this, and everyone in it was dead. So, you know, Dr. Eli David says, let's do that. Soon in Gaza, he says. Well, you know, you can't really... I mean, he is chosen, right? He should be allowed to say that. He's chosen. He's special. He's a special boy. He's a special boy who can casually just make genocide uh, genocide threats, you know? And it's... Oh, is it an isolated incident? It, it seems to be a, seems to be a popular thing to do. Seems like a lot of people are having a good time. And, uh, yeah, by the way, also with the migration and all that kind of stuff, yeah. Back in Lukeville, Arizona, uh, we broke this story a couple months ago where this had become the new crossing point for illegals. We've had uh, reporters down here for the last couple months. It's been continuous, just came back down. We've got uh, mostly West African. You have people from India, people from Egypt. But for what- Whoa, people from Africa and Egypt at the southern U.S. border. We need to go to Google Earth because apparently normies are not, you know, they don't know what maps are. They've never seen a map. The idea of a map offends them. Some people see a globe and call it globetard. You know, I don't give a shit, but I mean, generally, this is where the things are, right? So here's the United States. I'm sure you've seen this before in your Spielberg movies. At some stage, there's been a top-down presentation of the United States. Displayed Independence Day, maybe? You know. Uh, there it is. That's what it gen- that's what it looks like from the sky. Okay, this is the border. This is the Me- this is Mexico. Ooh, down here. This is where all the people go to get drunk and you know cartels. You know drugs come from. It's it's awesome. You know Mexico is a good time. So this is where the border is. There's Juarez, the border city, uh, Texas. So yeah, this is where the migrants are coming from. Apparently from Africa and Egypt and all over the world. Well, that's weird because how'd they get there? Well. There's a Pacific Ocean over here and the Atlantic Ocean over there. And we can go down to Guatemala, Nicaragua, Honduras, Panama. Now you're in South America, a whole other continent. Colombia is right there. Venezuela, Brazil, 
Argentina. So, but none of these places are Africa or Egypt or India or any or Iran. How? Wait a minute. These are other continents. Africa's over there on the other side of the ocean. And so is the Middle East. What's did Egypt's all the what the fuck are you doing, Egypt? You're all the way over here kissing Saudi Arabia. And somehow Egyptian men are here at the Mexico Texas border. Well, I am confused. How exactly did a refugee do that? Did he take a connecting flight? What war is happening in Egypt that he's fleeing, by the way? Like, so, and, and you saw the stories. Like, they're going to send them to Western countries instead of Africa now. So African migrants. This is where they're going. Libya up here, of course, is a center staging grounds. Perfect was the richest country in Africa. Now it's completely destroyed. And there's actually an open slave trade where you can buy human beings for the cost of your iPhone, as QuickDub will tell you all about. See, they, they get to the coast here in Libya, and then they take the little boats, and they get to, to Italy. This is why most of them are showing up in Italy. You see, it's the shortest point of contact and over here, of course. You've got the mouth of uh, Gibraltar. Fuck, you ever see Das Boot? Das Boot is a great World War II movie. If you're interested in submarine warfare, get the extended version. It's like six hours long, but it's fucking pretty cool and awesome. And it's got a great message at the end of the movie, and it's just sick and awesome, and it's submarines, and it's cool. And there's a part where they have to go through this, and you're like, oh, no. You know, very shallow, very tight, probably going to get spotted, probably going to die. You know, it's a fucking, it's a nightmare, you know? <laughs> I would never want to be a submariner. You people are all insane. Um, Godspeed to you. I'm glad you're, you know, because I know there's no fucking way I would ever do that. I'd like to get in one and look around and then immediately get out forever. Okay. <laughs> That's on land. So there's no risk of it even going in the water. Like I want it to be in a museum. Anyway, somehow all these migrants are just, and, and, you know, so they're getting into Spain, they're getting into Italy and then they, you know, well, how'd they get to Germany? Well, they fucking walk there. They took buses and don't worry. These NGOs have buses and they have people that they're ferrying them back and forth, making sure that, you know, everybody's getting spread out, making sure they're getting in there. Right. All these Israeli NGOs are really making sure everybody's get, you gotta, you gotta get into Europe. You gotta go there. So that's why, uh, you know, and you know, London, of course, they're going across the channel. They're taking all kinds, but I mean, how the flying fuck did you get here? How are you? How are there refugees from this fucking nightmare over there getting into Toronto and getting it? Oh, somebody's flying them over here, obviously. Who's paying for these plane tickets and who's paying for the refugees? Shut up. Shut up, man. Makes perfect sense. Anyway, back to the U.S. border where. Just everyone is there, apparently. Had uh, reporters down here for the last couple months. It's been continuous. Just came back down. You've got uh, mostly West African. You have people from India, people from Egypt. India. But for whatever reason, the cartels have moved a huge number of people to this area out in the middle of... Because they're getting paid, too. That's why the cartels do anything. Nowhere, Arizona, all coming through here. Ten thousand a day. Remember, Mexico said the Mexican president, "You're going to be getting ten thousand people a day." How these guys even get here? They're right out of fucking Sudan. Why are there Sudanese men in New Mexico, or in Mexico, Arizona? Who? who how? What the fuck? They're not even all from the same place. 
Like, you got a bunch of Africans here. Go back over there. There's a bunch of Arab-looking guys. Like, these guys are Indian. Those guys are from India. Yeah, they've got turban. They're Sikh Indians. They're fucking Africans. Who are these guys? They look like Mexicans, Colombians. So it's just the fucking United Nations of refugees here, is it? It's the fucking Care Bears. It's the Avengers of all every country. That Oh, and uh, again, refugee. Look at all the ch- women and children there is. Oh, no, it's just a bunch of kind of pissed off looking men. They're all kind of young and kind of in shape, actually. Bodes well, doesn't it? Who else was in that tent there? Yeah, just young, in-shape men. No women anywhere. No children anywhere. Nothing strange about that, guys. World War Three, Because if you think it's just going to happen like it always... Wars are always different because the smart guys are always trying to think of what hasn't been done before because no one ever expects and can defend against something they've never dealt with before. The people that do that win, all right? The Germans invented combined arms and the Blitzkrieg and everyone was like, I don't even know the fuck it. And they've... They were digging big trenches and we're like, we're going to just do World War One again. And the Germans were like, surprise, <laughs> gasoline, wee! And they fucking went, went ham with motorization and that fucking changed war forever. Machine guns changed World War One forever. Drones have now changed. War- Drones have now made armor, main battle tanks illegal or illegal. Uh, you, in, 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 uh, obsolete. You can buy a tank for $10, $20 million for one of these state-of-the-art brand new tanks. You can take it out with a drone you got from Canadian Tire. 200 bucks, strap a bomb to that thing and just right into the turret. There's no armor up top. Bye. You know, until you develop an entire system to somehow defeat all electronics, you're going to have to go back to a time where it's like, okay, no electronics anymore. Everything's got to be manual because that's the only way we can defend ourselves against drones. If it flies into this dome, this bubble, we can build these things that build like electromagnetic kind of bubbles where it's just, yeah, nothing nothing with batteries or electricity is going to work. That way your tanks would be defended, but... uh, we're going back to fucking World War II era technology then. Wouldn't that be a little... <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, we're just going to keep getting these Canadian tire drones and just driving them, flying them right into the top of your tanks. They're $200 a pop. You're paying $20 million. How long can you do this? How long can you pay for that? Let's check out the border. I'm interested in what's happening. So we got the... Uh, right, we got all these guys too. You're welcome to, to film all you want. Sure. Just this side of the street, it is close to the public. What about here... Uh- it's, it's, it's. I went up and I was able to get some really close-up footage of these guys. Uh, unfortunately, we had somebody from the national parks come out and tell me that this was a closed-off location. Uh, oh, yeah. This is not allowed to be. No filming. No filming of the invasion. As close as I was, so I had to move over here across the road. So apparently... What I'm suggesting is any number from all to even one of those guys you just saw could be some kind of sleeper cell. They could be some kind of agent. You have no idea. You have, you're, you're, we're sizing this up. Like this could be a massive East versus West confrontation. You've got our side signaling, you know, Iran, China, and Russia are some kind of evil alliance. and They've got to be stopped and it all has something to do with Hamas and it's because Israel and blah. But you, you, hopefully you have a better idea of what's actually fucking going on now. One thing about the Russians and the Chinese is they are very inventive and creative. And they're not going to fight you where they know they're going to lose. They're not going to go toe-to-toe with you in the sea in the Navy because you'll beat their, beat their ass in. So they're not going to do that. They're not going to fight you the way that you want to fight. They're going to fight you a way that will benefit them. Maybe they'll have to invent a brand new one. Maybe it includes you know destroying your country from within or at least creating so much of a disturbance that any kind of outward projection of power is going to be mitigated to nothing. 
and you're going to be eventually to be defenseless. Maybe. Oh well, no one's looking into it. We just got a slava. Only illegals can be on that part of our national park. Almost all fighting age men. They said over 500 today. Oh, that came through big day. And they said the new location where people are coming from, and this is shocking to me because I haven't heard this, is Syria. Uh, big numbers. <sighs> How the fuck are they coming to Lukeville, Arizona from Syria? At least 150 fighting age men here right now. They said they took the women and children earlier. They prioritized oh, them. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's... I've seen lots of women and children, haven't you? It's bad, guys. It's no really sh- bad. No shit, man. And like I said, the <laughs> Mossad is a dangerous animal. A couple of mass shootings in the United States. They blame it on Mossad, or uh, <laughs> they blame it on uh, Hamas or Hezbollah or something because, well, the United States has sent a carrier group to Israel, heavily armed. That's the USS Gerald R. Ford who is on a fucking Mach 5 mission right now to Israel. Seems to be risky. American boats don't always do well in that part of the world when this kind of shit happens. Especially now that China and Russia have access to hypersonic missiles, which we have no defense for at all and can't stop. And, uh, you know, ostensibly Iran could get their hands on those if they wanted to. Kind of a sitting duck, you know, (laughs) kind of real easy to do. Or you know what? Maybe the Israelis will just sink it themselves and say that, say that they did it. Say it was, say it was, uh, I don't know, Jordan did it. Syria did it. I don't know. Iran did it. They tried to do it. They did it with the Liberty and got away with it, didn't they? They get a lot of, they do a lot of things to get away with it. So I don't know. This sends a dangerous message as well. So you've taken sides, and you have millions of people in your country. You don't even know who they are, where they came from. Are they Syrian and Iranian and all these kinds of things? And you're sending your military overseas back then to bomb their families and their countries again while there's tons of them inside the walls of your own country. I foresee a lot of problems coming up. So there's your your believable... um, mo or your your motive why would why would arab terrorists start shooting up places in america well because you're bombing their cities and it's not like it was in 2002 there's fucking millions of them here now and they're pissed off so it could be hamas it could be Mossad, it could be legitimate there's really no way to tell and that could that shit could uh, just get out of control and then hey every american's going to want to get in on this now they will just continue this until the war happens, until people lose their patience, if they even have any at all, they're already calling for genocide all over the, all over social media, and the news is talking like it's uh, yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna fight the whole world, and uh, uh you know, in the, in the weakest position we've been in since probably the end of the Second World War. I don't think we've ever been in this bad bad of shape. Our planes are falling out of the air. America, Canada, I, I don't know what's going on in other countries, but literally our planes are falling out of the air, double-digit attrition rates, we're worried about pronouns and who can go into what bathrooms, we're sending billions of dollars away to Ukraine into a black hole, which is then being repurposed and apparently sold off to our enemies, we uh, can't fill the ranks of our own military, we're cutting you know, units and orbats and fuck, dude, 
we're broke. We have millions of people. They said the other day, the immigration minister or, or uh, someone from the office in Canada said 1.1 million people in this country. We have no idea where they are, who they are. No idea. A million. A million people. Well, I don't know. They're around somewhere. Go ask them. Oh, we have no gold reserves. We have no food stores. We have no ammunition reserves. We have no reserve military. We have absolutely nothing to fight a war with. And by every indication I can see, it looks like we're charging headfirst into a major war. Well, that's good. Hopefully nothing happens to the USS Gerald Ford. Hopefully those damn terrorists don't hate my freedoms again. Because that would be terrible. This is also fucking stupid. It's just... I'm so sick of it. But, you know, every once in a while some crazy shit happens and you get to bring it up again. Uh, Let's see. Let's go to some super chats. Sergeant Rock says those war criminals should be put in front of a wall with a blindfold on. Sent to hell. When World War Three starts, we're outgunned, outmanned, and it's over before it begins. Well, I think we're already in it, and I think... I don't know, man. I feel like they're, they might be uh, playing into something that are not... It's not... We are not in the same position we were 20, 25 years ago. Um, I don't know. I don't like... This doesn't look good to me. Man on the Mountain says, are we in for another 20-year war? I don't think it would be that long. I think we would lose quickly. Probably within a two years, four years maybe, but it would it would start badly, get worse, and just go. They will just squeeze every last drop to just you know get whatever juice out of us they can, and then that'll be it. OG Mango says Canada kept extending its missions in Iraq until twenty twenty five. Oh, good. Uh, my stepbrother that's still in told me months ago is on the list to go next year. The timing seems odd to say the least. <laughs> we don't have it. It's a waste of time. It's just war tourism. We don't have a real military. We're not. We're completely incapable of fighting anyone of any size. It's 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 a joke. It's preposterous. It's like we might as well show up to the gang war in Canada. It's like I brought a spoon. You're like, are you fucking kidding? Why are you even here at all? We'll just put you out in front for cannon fodder. That's literally Canada's job. Did you know that in Europe? That's that's the battle plan. The Canadian troops are to be cannon fodder to slow down the Russian advance, and you're given about a day, two days to live. That's your job in World War III, Canada. Did you know that? Ask your bosses. Ask your bosses what the fucking uh, SOP is, what the what the game plan is. But Latvia, that's our AO. See, Canada, because every, every country has like a different area that they're assigned. Like, should war happen? This is what you're going to do. This is where you're going to go. Like, we've already got it all planned out. It's been this way forever. Everybody knows this. And Canada's job is to sit in Latvia, a part of Latvia, and slow down the Russians as much as they can. They estimate it'll be a day or two, and then everyone will be dead. The entire Canadian military will be gone. <clears throat> so that sounds good. That sounds fun. And it's obviously totally worth it's totally worth your lives to do that, right? Obviously, you've seen all these all this war is very glorious. It's brought us all, you know, much greatness into our lives. It's it's enriching, it's cultural enrichment, okay? It's good for you. So go get ready to fucking burn alive in Latvia for no fucking reason whatsoever. Um, you know, because you watch lots of, you watch Black Hawk Down a lot of times, right? I get it. They were good movies. It's a nice fantasy. It's a fun world to live in. It's not real though. And it's bullshit and you're going to die for nothing. But, oh, anyway. 
I, I can only say that until it's no longer I'm no longer allowed to, uh, which will be soon. If this war happens, they'll it'll be nope. Defeatist talk will be fucking jail or something, or they'll just censor anything they don't like and close the internet down. Like there's any number of things you can do. If you're if you're into the threat, look how these people reacted to COVID. If you tell them they're in World War Three, they'll fucking they'll let you fuck their mouths. They'll let you do anything. <laughs> they'll do anything to be safe and secure, right? And they might even just nuke a city or two to just fucking rattle people, scare them, and scare the rest of them. They're like you better fucking get in line. Remember Paris? Yeah, oh God, right? We better do this. We better stay safe. Like. That uh, it's going to get hard. I, I've, these people are insane, and they've, there's there's no there's no limit. There's nothing too crazy. My hope, what I can see happening, which is possible, is that <laughs> freedom mouth holes. Yeah, what I could see happening. Is because well the standard operating procedure the plan if you know war actually happens like it's well we're we're going to war with Russia and China all that both countries have a first strike policy where they're to launch their nuclear ordnance like all of it go kill everything immediately because that gives you the best chance of surviving is if you kill them first before they can launch uh, all of their missiles or some of them or most of them. Like you're trying to kill them all off first before they get you. That's just how it is. And uh, both countries, all sides now have adopted that's that's the policy. It didn't used to be that way. It used to be retaliation only. It used to be if you nuke, if you fire a nuke at me, I'm firing everything at you. Like so don't fucking do that or we'll all die. The whole world was like, okay, good. That seems like a good plan. That seems like a reasonable option. That's cha- That's all changed since like 2012. Slowly, at a time, the United States changed it, for, uh, and China changed it, and Russia changed it. Now they're all no, we can nuke anybody first if we want to. Hopefully, everybody knows that's insane, and there's people that argue that nukes aren't real. Um, I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure they're very fucking real, considering how much money has been dumped into these things and how ruthlessly they are protected. And I know people that have worked at nuclear installations that have, you know, crazy security clearance and have to do all kinds of shit. Guys in the United States that worked at nuclear missile silos that saw the missiles, touched them and shit. Like, yes, I know, I know guys that have done that. I'm pretty sure they're all real. They would do trade-offs. They, some of their guys would go to Russia and their guys, Russian guys would come here and they'd inspect each other's missiles and stuff like, or well, to a degree, right? Like we're all in compliance with the, yeah, yeah. Nobody's doing anything sketchy. Everything's cool. Hopefully, everyone knows deep down, like, that's, we say we'll nuke everybody, but, you know, listen, men, we've all done it. We've all been there. We've all been at some kind of standoff where you're like, you know, ready to say and you're going to fuck somebody up. But deep down, you're like, I really don't want to do this. I'm really not in the mood for this. I'm just saying this because I feel like this will probably scare them off, you know? So I think when it comes down, I, I hope when it comes down to it, I think everybody will just be like, we got big armies. How about, let's just see how it goes for a little while. Let's just give it a month or two before we we talk about the end question, you know? Because maybe we can beat them without new, maybe, maybe we don't need to blow up the whole world, guys, you know? Everyone's going to want to lean to that, right? I can't, you know, so I feel like everyone's going to go, are we supposed to press the nukes? Yeah, but... I, to, be, to be honest, none of us ever thought this really ever happened. So uh, I don't. I don't really want to do that. Do you, do you think they're going to do it? And over there, they're like, I'm not going to push the button. Yuri is not going to be a reason the Earth is destroyed. This is crazy. Well, I'm not going to press it. They're not going to press it. They are pussies. And we, you know, 
China's nuclear weapon don't even work properly. It is our ruse and the mirage. We don't even have missile. It's our flex. It's a Chinese flex. <laughs> so they're all coming up with excuses not to. Hopefully, you know, human nature suggests that's possible. They may just go eh, and shy away from hitting the button, right? Let's see. I don't know. I, I think. And there's no money in this either, right? That's the other thing, guys. There's no money in a destroyed nuclear wasteland. Nobody nobody can get stock options in that. Nobody can get, you know, houses in Mar-a-Lago in that. Like, that shit's all over. And that's what they live for. Th th this is all they care about is things and money and power. And if it's all gone, what's the fucking point? You know? Um, I don't think a lot, a lot of people are not going to be motivated to go down that road. <laughs> so I'm not super afraid of it. And on the other hand... If they, if it did happen, if there was like, no, it's not like there's actually a, a large scale nuclear exchange, odds are you're not even going to know what happened because you're going to be dead before you hit it. If it's on the news anyway. You'd, you wouldn't even know what happened. You'd just be walking to the grocery store and then, is it getting warmer? Woof! <laughs> Gone. Instantly, you know, incinerated. <clears throat> because all major cities basically in the world are are going to get hit numerous times. Like there's enough weapons pointed at everybody that we can just, this whole thing is going to be completely, there's nowhere to go. All right. So it's not even like, can I hide in my bed? I would just be, I'd sit outside. I'd probably, I don't even smoke. I would just get a cigarette and be like, well, I had, Hey, it's the end of the movie. Like we made it to the end. Good job, everybody. Now we know how it ends right on. That's it. Case closed. Everybody close the books on humanity experiment. Uh, attempt number three. I guess we'll maybe reboot the simulation and what are we going to do? Back to the Stone Age and yeah. Okay. Start 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 again. Start the simulation again. So either we get a we get a fun no nukes or at least limited nuclear exchange World War 3 or you know, we just reset the simulation and we all come back as Stone Age people anyway. We'll just try again. We'll try again. And next time we'll try not to be get really listen. Just remember this. If you can take anything with you to the next life after we, you know, are incinerated in a nuclear holocaust. Um just remember that when somebody tries to tell you like, no, you have to give me all your shit. I, I have to I have to be in charge because there's this magic book I found. Yeah, kill that person. <laughs> kill that person immediately. <laughs> Which, you know, sucks for in, in some way because religion's very helpful to a lot of people. But my God, like when people start using it as a weapon like this, it's fucking, it's insane. And it caused, this is where we're at now. All of this has been done. Balfour, we're talking World War I, 1917 till now. How much money, time, blood, like it's, it's unbelievable. And, and think of if we'd used it for good things instead of killing each other because some asshole thought he was special. We, we, would, we wouldn't even have diseases, probably. We'd probably have, like, free energy by now. I'm, ser I'm serious. I'm absolutely serious. Uh... We'd probably have the kind of life-altering technology that would have people see live people to be 200 years old, probably. The average age by now should be like 150, 180 years old. Like at where you're at at 90 would be more like 170, 80, probably. Uh, the health benefits of the food, the the things we could have been doing, uh, and we, we sunk. I don't mean, I mean, the U.S. is $33 trillion in debt. Most of that is from fighting wars. All the men that were killed, all the families that didn't get to exist, 
and like the youth and the cream of those countries too, of Germany, of Russia, of France, of England, all the European countries, Canada, the United States, Australia, New Zealand, all these places, all the people we killed, all the, just a lot of death, uh, a lot of death. And so many times at the center of all that death is there it is. There's your special star with your special people and their special book saying we have to do it because God said so. I don't know. I uh, kind of think that's fucked up. Apparently that makes me a criminal. I wonder why that is. What is that about who, who rules over you and something something? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's illegal to remember. Uh, Shaun of the Dead says it's just a coincidence and you're not allowed to notice. I know. I'm not trying to. It's accidental. I was born with this. I have a disability. I was born with notice, noticeitement. I have noticism. All right? <laughs> It'll lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> this is a dark stream, boys. No, wait. I don't want that one. I want... Uh, I think I've used this one before. <laughs> I don't know which is the good one. I don't. I, I only have one shot at this. I don't want to fuck it up. Royalty free. Uh, let's try this one. All right. This will do it. I like. I like the piano. I can tell from the first tone immediately. I knew it was what I was looking for. You know. <laughs> I don't know why I always remember this from back in my gay days when I was a fucking loser. Uh, Grand Theft Auto, whichever one, the one with the crazy guy, Trevor, the Canadian dude. There was a line in that game that I always thought of, and I laugh every time it comes up, which is too often. <laughs> and uh, they were driving somewhere. I can't remember what they were doing. He's like, where is this fucking place? He's like, shut up, man. It's like porn. I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> I'll know what I'm looking for when I see it. <laughs> so that's how this went. I, as soon as I heard it, I knew this was the one. So, you know. Canada. Do you or do you know someone who struggles with noticism? Noticism can affect both men and women of all ages. Noticism can be early onset or can be late blooming. Noticism can affect all areas of your life from your personal relationships to your work employment. Your education perhaps even your living arrangements. Noticism has been known to contribute to bouts of rage, unhinged bargaining, existential dread and crisis, radical character development, and sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, maybe you'll just burn your whole life down. Maybe you might end up on the internet as some kind of lunatic like me in a conspiracy costume talking about all kinds of really uncomfortable stuff that no one wants you to talk about and they kind of want to hear about it but they kind of hate you and no one really knows how to feel about anything and everyone's just kind of mad all the time. That could happen to you. Or you. Definitely you. It could definitely happen to you. Together we need to end noticism. For as we know, life in the pod and eating the bugs is just for our safety. 
And wouldn't we all just be happy? Hooked up to an IV drip, feeding us opiates all day, every day, and fed a constant loop of the greatest hits from the World Wrestling Federation and HBO television. That could be your future. If you just reject noticism now. Rejectnoticismnow.com. There. No, we gotta we gotta stop noticism, guys. It affects one in four adult white men. <laughs> this is the DILF ad music. That's right. I I typed in political ad music campaign ambiance or something like that, and it just fucking was that the right one? Yeah, I was looking for that one specifically. Glad we did. Whew, I was close. I didn't know. Reject noticism today. We don't want that. Sponsored by the government of Israel. All right, let's read some of this. Uh, Nigel says, I'll be listening tomorrow at work. I must rely, must rest early so I can wake up at the crack of supremacy and work out before work. Heil Liftler. <laughs> ginger lives matter. Apparently one of the pharaohs was a ginger or had like a red beard, something like that. Did you read that? Anybody read that? Well, Egypt keeps coming up tonight. This is one of the most interesting countries in the world. Uh, let's see. Shaun of the Dead. It's just a coincidence. You're not, all right, I read that one already. Odious Patton. What's up, brother? He says, meanwhile, PP will have a circumcision by Wednesday. Yeah, I expect the conservatives are going to go insufferably hard insufferably hard like war the absolute worst you've ever seen their heads are so far up their asses it's you know it's bad it's really it's outrageous apperception i watched some of the lightning or, or lightning fighting in israel and it seems like the other side has been on the range lately and their drones are effective they have to leave the chinese out of this i need a new computer <laughs> china might take taiwan you might have to buy a chinese mocked up computer you pay more yen. This is actually cheaper than it was before. Shut up! China will invade! You know? They can't invade. The U.S. Navy is far too powerful. But they can fuck us up in many, many, many other ways. Um, but you did say something there. Right. So, they're actually doing pretty good. Not great. But uh, the Israelis have never suffered this kind of killing before. And they've actually taken a ton of hostages. Like, maybe hundreds of hostages. Uh, they have up to, I think it's nearly a thousand dead now. They didn't lose, they only lost like 700 soldiers in the whole six day war fighting all those countries. They've already surpassed that death toll in a day uh, fighting, you know, what sounds like 200 guys with pickup trucks and drones. And as our enemy does not understand the values. Of this is that uh, Abu guy from the Qassam Brigade. This is the uh, Hamas uh Spokesman, leader, some somebody. I don't understand. The guy with the green headbands and the face. Yeah, those guys. This is one of their boss characters. Or ethics. Then we will speak to them. And it's interesting the, the rhetoric he uses and wh where he's coming from with this. And as our enemy does not understand the values or ethics, then we will speak to them in their own language. Over the past few hours, we suffered as a result of the harm inflicted on our brothers and sisters at the hands of the fascist barbarian Zionist attacks targeting residential buildings. Therefore, we decided to put an end to this. From this moment on, we announced that any targeting of innocent civilians without warning 
will be met, regretfully to say, by executing one of the hostages in our custody. I don't have any reason to doubt this. He's probably, I believe him. You know, I don't have any reason to think he won't do that and he doesn't have hostages. Um, that doesn't matter. It, the overall point I wanted to make, though, is that uh, this happened a lot, <clears throat> came up a number of times during the Iraq War days and times with Osama bin Laden. Do you know he never claimed responsibility for anything? You know, they never put sub... There's a lot of that going around. There's certain there's certain people in history when they, they show them talking, they don't put subtitles. You know, they just... They'll tell you what they said, and you're going to take their word for it. Well, they lie sometimes about what these people are saying. And if you don't speak Arabic, how the fuck do you know? You're going to try take this guy's word for it? Who is this? Who does he work for? Like, these are things you got to think about and check around and make sure. Because there was a clip earlier about uh, somebody saying it looked like Turkey was threatening the United States. It's an old clip. It's out of context, and it's not what he said. A number of people that speak Turkish were like, "That's no, that's not what he said at all. That's completely fucked up. Right? So... This probably is what this guy said. Uh, the place that I've you know found this clip is you know probably uh, they probably are <laughs> seem to know what they're talking about, but uh, that is always something to be cognizant of. Anyway, they're going to be executing prisoners now for every airstrike that Israel conducts. They're going to be cutting somebody's head off and showing it to you on television. Right on. And we will be forced to broadcast this execution. We regret this decision. Yet. But we hold the Zionist enemy and their leadership, the responsibility for this. Now the ball is at your court. It is a final warning and it is a final ultimatum. Like their confidence level is interesting to me. I don't know. I don't think we know what's going on yet. There's there's other there's just this is not what it looks like just yet. I don't know. Has anybody uh I I mean I I haven't uh, looked at anything for almost 3 hours since I sat down, but I mean the attack uh, the Israelis could have launched an attack already. It could be any time. Uh it sounds like they're just going to roll into Gaza and level the place. I mean their marching orders from Netanyahu, their war criminal uh, defense minister there, he's they're cutting off the water, the power, the electric. They're just going in and fucking taking everybody down. Period. Uh problem though those kinds of areas to fight in are the most difficult and most dangerous anywhere on earth fighting in an urban setting jungle like that your casualty rate is going to be a minimum of 50 percent and that's just fighting anybody with guns that's not fighting anybody that knows what they're doing and has prepared for you to come in there and is waiting for you to come in there and could possibly be waiting to ambush you in there and has been planning and training for this for months or years I don't know, but just people with guns, which they obviously have quite a lot of, um, you're going to lose half the men you send in there because it's just you're fighting for 10 feet of ground at a time and you're being shot at and blown up from every fucking direction. Rubble piles, this building, that building, that sewer pipe over there, hole over there, burned out building car over there. There's so many things you have to look. It's ridiculous. It's the most stressful fucking shit in the world. Anybody that's ever done combat patrols in an urban environment like Kandahar City will tell you there's fucking so much going on. It's uh, scary, dude. Uh, and they're going into a hostile environment where everybody hates them. Are they going to be told just shoot everybody? That means every. Well, apparently some of the other IDF shoulders, yeah, that is what they do. They shoot everybody. So that means everybody could be shooting back at you. Are you going to fight two million Palestinians? Like, what, what, are, what are we talking about here? It, no, no one anywhere is talking like this. 
They're all emotionally freaking out and acting like children. And uh, I saw Ryan also. He said tweet something today that like this is the cost of what happens when you when you freeze out and censor all the thought leaders, all the smart people. You just ban them and censor them, and you're not allowed to hear. Nope. So then only the stupid people get to talk, and then we end up in situations like this. Where, oh, there is some terrorism, so that justifies genocide. It's the only way. We just got to kill everybody. We just got to kill everybody. Men, women, children, burn them all down, blow them all up, starve them, electrocute them, fucking unleash the plague, you know, use curses, drop white phosphorus, use cancer drugs. Uh, You know, the last time they invaded uh, Gaza back in, was it 06? Or was it the... They've done this a few times. Some operations in there. They go into the into the country. It's a fucking giant prison, as you've seen. And uh, they put porn on all the televisions. The Israelis just hijacked the TV channels, so they're all just on watching porn all day. That's all that was on TV. Does that tell you what the nature of porn is and what it's for? Do you think that's there to make you stronger or weaker? Why would the military do that? Did they think it was funny, or was there some kind of higher purpose to that? Was it maybe to distract and weaken and fuck up and you know insult of course because it's you know that's banned in their culture and countries too they're not big you know porn stars are not popular with the, you know the regimes and the, the leadership over there the religious leadership here's another reason why i find this troubling yeah the the stonks are going up guys a lot of senators and congressmen are buying stonks general dynamics northrop grumman boeing rtx lockheed martin all the usual suspects they're up five uh six percent in a day that's huge that's a lot of money for the fucking stocks this big. $426 a share, $443 a share, $229, 70 That's fucked. So what's 6%? Imagine you, I want, uh, yeah, I'm going to get fucking 2,000 shares of Lockheed Martin at $426 a pop, and they went up 6.3%, $25. times how many shares did I buy? <laughs> you know? Woohoo! War is fun! I'm rich now! I'm more rich than I've ever been! Because I can invest in these companies, push the war, and I get even richer than I was yesterday. These people are human beings, and they're shitty human beings. So these congressmen and these cabinet ministers and all these people, they're all, oh, we have to stand right around. What do you think they're doing? They're all, they're all rich as fuck, and they all use their positions to get rich. The current regime we have here in Canada legalized marijuana. You know why they did that? Because they all had fucking stock options, and they all made shitloads of money. Look it up. They use their positions to get rich at every opportunity that they can, including war, including killing innocent children and people. They don't care. And those same people will tell you that I'm the bad guy. I'm a Nazi. I'm evil. And I'm the one that needs to be shut up as they cheer on this fucking continued mass murdering, you know, bloodshed campaign. Let's just kill everybody on earth. Maybe let's just never it. Maybe it should never end. I mean, they're chosen, right? They're chosen by God, so I mean, you have to, you just have to go along with it. You have to go along with it. It's chosen by God. And if they want to do genocide, hey, we're doing genocide. It's it will make a Steven Spielberg movie about it. Everyone's going to feel fine. Everyone's going to be okay. <laughs> Check this out. Mark Collette posted this earlier. So this is from May 2017. Newspaper says, Manchester attack vigil ends with grieving crowd singing, don't look back in anger. The Manchester attacks in, in England, of course, the terrorist attacks. Crowd joins in after one woman begins singing Oasis hit following minute of silence. 
And over here, you have the military that is about to obliterate Hamas. Israel has 300 tanks, 600 warplanes, 173,000 troops. So, you know, a tale of two, uh, two reactions. When it happens to them, it's different. When it happens to you, don't look back in anger, white people. Islamophobia, hashtag not all Muslims, right? When it happens to them, the people that have been occupying and destroying and torturing these people for decades, oh, well, we're going to just fucking wipe them out and genocide them. You don't look back in anger. We genocide. Okay, good. Chosen. Chosen. Special. Different. It's different. And since we were, uh, I mean, we are trying to save the children, right? Especially the boomers, right? I hope they've I hope they've maybe internalized something. I hope some of them have gotten, you know, given pause to go, I think I need to look into this a little bit more. Oh yeah, you do, and you're not gonna like what you see. But uh would you rather know where you're going? Or would would you rather not <laughs> would you rather not know where you're going or know where you're going but feel shitty about it? Be completely lost and bumping around each other in the woods, but you feel okay, or at least you know what's at least you know what you're trying to do. Um just just one one last thing. Yeah, this one's all about all the rocket strikes. This is all the crazy rock actually <laughs> Lucas posted this. These are the uh these are the registered sex offenders in Israel, actually. Uh it's actually notorious for harboring pedophiles and refusing extradition of them. I posted it in jokes it's like, oh, I wonder which one of these is Roman Polanski. <laughs> Hollywood gives him an Oscar. They're all clapping for him. After after he's wanted for pedophilia, they're like, oh, well, it's Roman Polanski. He makes good movies. Oh, my God, Hollywood. They all did that. The Rock is there clapping. Oprah is there clapping. All they're all there fucking clapping for a pedophile Roman Polanski. I'm pre- and, you know, to be fair to Israel, I think he's hiding in France. But, you know, he can always go back to Israel and hide there, and they will never extradite him for anything he's ever done. Save the children. Got to get the pedos. Try that angle. Does How does that one touch you? You like that? <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> so, you know. How does that look now? How do you feel about this now? Any different? How much of our money and blood and time for this should never have any anything to do with any of this. Do what you want with your own cult. Leave me out of it. Leave us out of it. And then they're going to make it our problem. No, well, we'll just ship all the refugees to their countries, shame them for not fucking loving them more. And then when they inevitably turn on each other and they start killing, you know, the violence and chaos that comes with multicultural societies, you saw the tensions are building in the streets now. It's not going to get better. The Eritreans are fighting each other. You've got the Palestinians are raged in the streets. And the Muslims are all fired up about this now. You've got the Jewish community, conservative Canadians. They're all fighting with each other. Oh, is there another Eritrean festival? The Congolese are fighting over here. Indian, Khalistani fucking civil war is happening in Surrey and Brampton. Geez, what else? can we get some Congo? Oh, there's Somalian, uh, you know, gangsters in Ottawa fucking running amok over there can we is there is there any other ethnic gang criminal can we bring anybody is ms ms 13s in edmonton i forgot all right they're out there so we got the cartels are out west anybody do we mean do we leave anybody out we're being very multicultural canada's home to everyone so i don't know if there's any like um hawaiian chain of gang members or violent can we bring them in as well i don't know uh we got a lot of chinese china's covered uh yeah i think we got them all i think we collected them all like pokemon we're doing good futures it's in good hands i like where it's going you know and uh you know it's 
you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, that's how you stop terrorism is by killing their families. Just destroy, destroy entire towns. And it's fine. Fuck that little kid. It's probably, probably an anti-Semite. Right? It's all okay. It's all okay. Because uh, Steven Spielberg made some movies. So this is all fine. And we bear no more moral responsibility for any of this at all. And cheering this on is totally not on your fucking collective souls at all. Yeah, fuck all these people. Nothing. There's, you're never going to pay a price for this. Nope. 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 It's fine. What's this? Did I get through all of that? I think I did. <laughs> no! Comment may go against community standards. Fuck your community standards. Um, right. And yeah, by the way, we're out of ammo, so... Leading NATO official says the alliance is coming close to scraping the bottom of the barrel. That was October 6th. It's now October 10th. What's happened in between those days, between the days of this headline, where it's now public knowledge that NATO is out of ammunition? Oh, look. It looks like uh, the war's on. Look like we're doing it, huh? <laughs> Our own CDS and a NATO official have warned both allies within the past week that their ammunition shortages have reached a crisis state and are calling for urgent action to boost production of critical artillery rounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, listen, this is the face that's taking you to war, guys. This is the foreign minister. This is who's dealing with all these problems that we're talking about, like foreign affairs, geopolitics. Uh, it's, this, it's this dumb woman who's frequently, you know, clearly on something. Uh, rumored to be sleeping with the prime minister. Very unprofessional. No idea what she's talking about. Frequently caught saying the dumbest shit you've ever seen. I mean, yeah. And, you know, and <laughs> that's where we're at. So we're in good hands, you know. She's got life experience. She's She's been under lots of people, okay? <sighs> Allies are signing ammunition deals. Yeah, because we're in a good, we're a good spot. We can afford to, too. We've got lots of money. We haven't spent 20 years fighting never-ending wars all over the world or anything, guys. Uh, all of our veterans are totally not worn the fuck out and tired, and the military is not stretched to its you know absolute capacity. It's all fine. It's all going to work out. Let's see. I'm going to, I'm going to the chat again. I'm going to start with Rubble, and then... Uh, yeah, I did it. We did it. I mean, I can't believe it. Did I get canceled on YouTube? I sure did, didn't I? No, it's still alive. Wow, wow, wow! YouTube, it'll be gone by tomorrow. <laughs> usually, usually it doesn't. It doesn't fucking stand for this kind of thing. YouTube usually says, "How dare you!" and it fucking ends me ends me quick. Yeah, she looks wasted. Yeah, she probably is. <laughs> There's been times where the, you've questioned the sobriety of the people in our government, and I don't think that's inappropriate to do. They do seem inebriated often. Um, Ryan G says, breaking Dick 69 has been spotted flying directly to Israel. <laughs> that's not how you take a building down. I'll show you how to take a fucking building down. I'll fucking I'll drop this right to the chimney of that fucking orphanage. Watch this. Watch this. What do you got there? Sick kids hospital? <laughs> you got a dead kids hospital now. <laughs> dick 69 over now. That guy sucks. Fuck, he's a dick, you know? He is the worst pilot. 
Uh, I want to know who that is someday. I'll find out. I feel like I'm going to find out probably soon. <laughs> Somebody's going to somebody inside the the apparatus, the tentacles of Diagalon that still reach into the military to this day. Somebody's going to know who he is. I can't wait. Uh, he says, I think there is a resurgence of anti-Palestinianism because at this point in time, Israel's not let, learned how to be multicultural. I think you're right. I think they haven't learned how to live multiculturally uh, with their neighbors because, you see, Israel's still clinging to this crazy idea of an ethnostate. And in Israel, you have to be Jewish to be a citizen, to be a full citizen with full rights in Israel. You have to be Jewish. And for that to happen, you know, under their standards, your mother has to be Jewish. So it's, you know, it's genetic. It's, it's, it's racial. Uh, so, and you're not, you know, entitled to that kind of kind of thing is a is a, not one of them, which in their own country, I mean, if if that's what a bunch of people in their own country wanted to do, I'm fine with that. I don't care. Do what you want in your own country with your own people. Good for you. But then don't also turn around and then apply the exact backwards logic to me and everyone else, and then kill everybody who disagrees with you and expect like you're going to make friends with anybody. I don't think that's going to be good. So yeah, you're right. I think they need to learn how to be multicultural. That's probably causing a lot of this. He says, I think Hamas, he says, is going to be part of the throes of that transformation. Yeah, you're probably right. Which must take place. Israel's not going to be the monolithic society they were once in. Uh, you know what? That's a very mature approach. That reminds me of something. That sounds a lot like what Barbara Spector said. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know? I'm sure. Uh, Ryan says, look into who opened the gates to the great walled fortress city of Valencia. Spain to invader hordes in the Middle Ages Europe. You'll never guess... Their hats. I didn't know that. I didn't look into that. I'm not aware of that, but I'll look into it. Eleventh <laughs> hour says thanks for speaking uncomfortable truths. I'm, I am I am comfortable with them because I've known about this for so long, and it's just you know if it comes up, it comes up kind of thing. But it's to obsess over it every day will just drive you crazy, and it's one of those things where. You know, you just, you know, you fight the fights as they come. And obviously it's come up in a big way in the last 72 hours and is going to affect all of our lives probably. So just to be fair, I think people ought to know and deserve to know uh, some more information about what the hell is actually going on here before they start committing life decisions to things like joining the fucking military or volunteering in some kind of foreign warfare brigade or anything like this or moving their family somewhere or anything, you know, voting for so people. It's just, it's important. You know, there tons of people are getting killed and yeah. And that, that's, that's a good, that's a, a great way to end this. I think, I think that's, um, you know, that's going to be my role. I know what I'm going to say and I know what I think about everything, right? And the reason I do it and why, you know, where, where the passion for it comes from is because I've personally known a lot of people, friends of mine and people I cared about that I've lost in wars and lost in Afghanistan and have died since because of, you know, follow-on repercussions of that, whether it's, you know, spiritual, emotional, some of them physical, you know, they just didn't recover from their injuries 10, 15 years later. Like, uh, you know, Jess LaRochelle, this guy who should have won a Victoria Cross, he just passed away a couple of weeks ago. He's my age because um, he just never recovered from the fucking brutal injuries he, that he received. The men on the USS Liberty, the firemen and the police officers that died in 9-11, Everybody that's died in these wars, all of the people that were killed, all those little kids, all the all the random civilians that are just I'm just a fucking date farmer. Like I don't 
I'm just trying to fucking make dates and feed my kids and let and fucking everybody's dead and everything's gone. Like, do none of these people deserve to have their stories? To, because this affected all of them in a very personal way. Do we not owe it to them? These people, you know, these so-called moral, you know, thought leaders of our society that are so much better than me would have you say, oh, well, lest we forget, you know, we got to keep the memory alive. And who's actually, who's actually doing that though? Who's actually keeping that alive though? It's not you, is it? The absolute bare minimum thing any of us could do i am doing the bare minimum skin deep minimum of just keeping it alive and saying these things that happened because it affected countless millions of people most of them innocent who were just trying to go about their lives and then one day everything went to shit and everything got destroyed and nobody seems to understand why and if that was me if that was my family or my lineage or anything to do with me if i was in that situation or happened to my sister but anything like that my kids my parents whatever i would think at the very least hope to god like even if there's no justice if there's no it doesn't happen today tomorrow in 50 years or 100 years somebody 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 will know what happened and somebody will fucking say it out loud Gee, I wonder why they want to censor the internet, guys. Let's see what bag of tricks they pull out now. Oh, we're going to fight Iran now, are we? Yeah, we'll fucking see about that. Whatever happens, man, my soul is as fucking clean as my shirt. You're not, you got your last mile out of Junior. Junior's not going along with this. It's pretty bad when Kadyrov is the voice of reason, hey? Kadyrov's acting is like, we'll be peacekeepers. No, I don't think you're going to get that. They don't want peace. See, you can't really talk peace because once upon a time, you just invaded somebody else's home and started taking shit and killing your way through the place, burning it down and taking it over and making it your own. That's not peace, that's conquest. You're not asking them to make peace, you're asking them to surrender. You're asking all these people to just silently, quietly go die. Go die and don't make a big fuss about it because the chosen people said so. Seems pretty fucked up to me. 
they do it, if they don't do it, doesn't matter. But when these fucking talking heads go out there and start saying all this shit, the least you can do is give it to them. Don't let them get away with it. People's lives hang in the balance of this, and a lot of people are going to die because of this. If it's the best you can do, it's better than nothing. At least your kids can look back and say, you didn't stand there and wave. You gave them the finger. Scott Baker, the rabbit man of the mountain, Chet Chisholm, and Apperception Godzilla. Thanks, everybody. I missed these last ones at the end, but I got to go. I'm starving to death. I'm hungry, and, uh, you know, I may have to go. I may have to go fight off MP. The MPs might be coming to try and draft me and bring me back in. I... I'm going to tell them I'm so racist. I'm going to say so much racist shit, crazy stuff, and insane things. I'm going to go full flat earth. I'm going to do it all. They're never going to be able to take me. I highly recommend it. They try and draft you, go full 4chan on them. Just go go cartoonishly 4chan on them, and they're going to go. That's how you escape the draft. <laughs> that or act like you have Down syndrome. Either way. That's it, guys. Thanks very much. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you made some memories. I think we're going to be... Uh, I think we're going to be in for some interesting times. Hey! Hey, look! It's the beach! <laughs> Are we on the beach now? I don't know. I'll see you when we get there. I guess we'll know when we get there. Six up for Tyrannus! Pump back! We can't what? We can't be the draft. You're in charge of the draft. What is that even gonna look like? There's nobody to even Why are you laughing? Well, what did you do? What is this? This I don't wanna read This is a TV contract, Phil. I don't what does this have to what what is reality TV? You made a reality TV show out of the draft. You already have a proof of concept trailer. I don't want. Oh, I I see what you did. Yeah, no, this is gonna be hilarious. You're a genius. No, this is gonna be hilarious. When is the PWT? When's the? Oh my god. Oh my god. Look at them trying to march. Just eating all of the chocolate.
chocolate milk. He's just drinking it off. Twinkies aren't Twinkies aren't lunch. Oh my god. They're all just texting. You're not even trying to train them. No, I know. It's all about the walls. I get it. Fair play. Fair play.